Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Today is a a jam-packed day. Happy Valentine's Day to all of those that are celebrating Valentine's Day. Um, happy happy Valentine's Day. Babe. As I said on Instagram <laughs> post, Day. the most romantic thing you can do is watch Market Mondays tonight with your significant other because Run that bag it, will, it will make your relationship a lot easier and a lot better because 40, 41% of marriages end because of money. So we could talk about that later on, but finances extremely important, not only for your own personal well-being, but, your, but for your relationship and for your family, a lot of families are torn apart because people don't make enough money. They don't um, have enough money. They are behind on their bills. They don't pay their, their debts. It happens all the time. Yeah. So get your finances straight. Yes, this is a perfect way to end your evening. Boy, <laughs> get your finances Perfect straight. way to end your evening to all the lovers out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Finance before romance. Yeah. Make sure. I like that. Yeah, you know, um, say, there's, there's no romance without finance. And don't play yourself. You, you need a little action, a little affection every day. When the bill's paid and the cleaning lady come through and they don't got to worry and stress. Yep. And like Ted DiBiase once said. Everybody's got a price? Everybody. Oh my God. Yo, wow. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day to my wife, Danielle. Happy Valentine's Day to my 10-year-old daughter, uh, Jordan, we just came for Valentine's Day dinner just now. Oh, you went to early dinner. Straight from the plane to dinner to Market Mondays. She's probably it. sleeping right now. So today we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We yeah. um we got the Black Wolf Report. Um, Shout out to my guy, Frank. That's going to be dope. We're going to be talking about that because that went viral last week and he uh, talked about it on CNBC. And, um, you know, I think that it, it's an important conversation and it deserves more than just like an Instagram clip. It deserves a, a full-fledged conversation. So mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about that. And then also we got another surprise topic that we're going to be talking about with him as well. Um, but before that, of course, we have to talk about the stock market. But before that, I'll just give a quick rundown of what we have going on. First and foremost, I want to welcome my brother, 19 Keys, to the family. <laughs> uh, the newest, yes, the newest addition yeah, yeah. to EYO Network. Uh, his show, High Level Conversations, will will be debuting extremely soon. Um and, uh, you know, 19 Keys, like I said, it's like Tupac coming to death row. Like, you know, he's a very special person, uh, gifted orator, 
um, extremely intelligent the greatest guy. Greatest of everybody. I'm going to cut you off. Greatest of everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's yeah. He's I'm special. So excited. The, the the thought leader of this generation for sure. He's one of he's one of the ones, man. So you know it's an honor for us to be able to work with him, and we appreciate him. You know, trusting us, and um, you know, the the, the spirit of collaboration. Collaboration yeah. is better than competition. So that's stay that, tuned. Yes, that and it's brotherhood too. Like y'all seen us with him a lot over the past like six or seven months, um, and we were just like, yo, this makes too much sense. Like we we need to make this happen. So it's been a a, a, a beautiful journey, but during that journey we even bonded even more um which is dope um so yeah keys is is like i said the, the thought leader of this generation and so you know how do you make something that's dangerous even more dangerous you, you sign somebody like that yeah. so get ready shout out to keys, <laughs> get ready man. and then um london we will be there um on the 24th i'm not really gonna promote that because uh <laughs> it's called it's it's called movie status please get there early that's all i'll say about that please get there early if you are in London, please get there. Please early. allow me time to talk to Trent Rashad and 19 Keys. And if I come out the bathroom, <laughs> Apple, Microsoft, Google, AMD, Nvidia. Yes, Mark Long. Can I show you my portfolio real quick? <laughs> I will make time. I'm not being Hollywood and Ian used the culture to become a celebrity. No, I didn't. I was this before. But give me time to talk to my brothers, please. Please, please. But yeah, shout out to London, man. I'm looking forward to that. Um, we will be out there. And then the last thing I'll say is EYL, big episode tomorrow. Shout out to my guy, Pierre Laveau. Um, so this year, we're going to focus more on a lot of high level conversations, like people that have the potential to build billion dollar businesses. So he is the CEO of a company called Seed at the Table. What it is, is it's a black owned crowdfunding um, site which if you're familiar with crowdfunding, um, you know, it's where businesses can go and actually get funded from, you know, public. So there's a couple of crowdfunding sites out there that we've, we've spoken about before, mm-hmm. um, but none of those are black owned. So he has a black owned crowdfunding site. So extremely high level person. He used to work on wall street for like 10 years, tech back, background, extremely intelligent guy. So, you know, in that episode, he talks about building a, building a platform from scratch, the ins and outs of building a tech platform, the power of crowdfunding for uh, investors and for business owners, mm-hmm. for people that are looking to get funded and for people that are looking to fund businesses. Cause we always talk about, you know, venture capital being out of reach for a lot of people. So this is a way to kind of, you know, broaden that, that venture capital perspective. And he has an interesting um, take on it. So, you know, high level, extremely high level conversation, extremely informative conversation. So this is, like I said, we want to have more of, of these type of conversations where, you know, tech, the tech world, tech world, extremely important. So tomorrow, eight o'clock. Yeah. Check that episode out. They pulled up on us too. Shout out to the seat at the table. And he family. was at, he was in, in LA with us. Shout out, to, Shout Lou out to Lou Tucker and Gbo and, and, and Greenwood. Yeah. Yeah. Greenwood uh, and Derek Ferguson and the Vibarian. Oh, and Bob, I looked on the story. Yeah. Did we were, I was, I was like, what did we just walk into? <laughs> Troy, you want to talk about, uh, yeah, our, good let's talk about Ally. Our, our good folks at Ally. Uh, so check this out, Ernest. All right. We are teaming up with Ally to help black and diverse creators know their worth, own their work and teach how to negotiate with brands in the creator econ- economy. We're also going to be talking about generational wealth in the black community. So if you are a creator or an entrepreneur, or just looking to learn to join, then join us during our live ask me anything that's right ask me anything on our channel the eyl youtube page this thursday that's right uh february 17th at 7 p.m eastern standard time again that is this thursday february 7th february 17th at 7 p.m 
because for everything we do, we're all better with an ally. Shout out to the good folks at Ally. Shout out to our UM family as well. I forgot. I forgot we was doing that. Yeah, that's gonna Shout be fun. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot all about that. This yeah. Thursday, seven o'clock, yeah. we will be on YouTube with good folks at Ally. Yeah, ask me anything is always fun. Yeah, and shout out to uh, Apple Music. Yes, Ebro. Thank Ebro. you. Yeah, and yeah, shout yeah. out to Nadeska. Shout out to Apple Music. We fun. are we are on his show right now on Apple Music. Check it out. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, folks, let's get to this disclaimer. You know how this works. Do your own research. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It is very important you do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and which to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise, please do your own research. Please continue to do your own research. And then tap in with Market Mondays. So you can confirm the research. All right. That's a good word brought to you by the good brothers at Earn Your Leisure and our good brother Ian Dunlap, the mass investor himself. Yes. Ian. I need a sweater nickname. So <laughs> the floor, the floor uh, is yours for, for announcements. Thank you. If you guys want to join the stock club, uh, Rashad can put the link in chat. Um, if you guys are ready for the Dream Team trading room to drop in the next month, please put yes in chat. But we're going to have a meeting tomorrow with Dream Team about it. Um, the stock club call will be at 930 central and we'll be going, going over a couple things. Uh, one is how to get you. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. 150% return in trading, which I'm happy about. And then shout out to everybody I had a chance to hang out with this weekend. You guys, Brandon, Weezy, Alex, Emily, Terrace Martin, Gary V, Mike Boyd, um, Dom, of course, Jay Black, Rance, and everybody else. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all dearly. LA is amazing. <laughs> and that boy Ian tired. <laughs> Inspired yeah. too. To Cyrus, no, I'm not the greatest investor of our era, but if I've made you money, please put yes in chat. And if there's anything I can do to be better for you, please let me know, Cyrus. Water, alkaline, no pineapple juice, good energy. No pineapple juice today. Hundred levels higher. Shoddy, I'm listening. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> A movement. <laughs> Big movement. Big, Big movement. movement. Big movement. Big trust. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to Citadel and Guggenheim and Goldman and the other funds I'll be working with. So we'll, we'll see what these returns are like. Um, let's talk about some stocks before we before we talk about anything else. Microsoft plans to kill Apple, Google, and all other and all tech, and all of tech with one critical move. That's a very bold statement. So there's two things in which you can do when you have a price in war. You can either be the highest price in the market, have a smaller audience and give the most value. What Microsoft wants to do towards Apple and Google now, thanks for, for Chris to send me this article. Um, they want to decentralize the app stores 
and use open market principles to tie in with the Activision deal. So for those of you who don't know, um, when you do a deal of this size, the government technically has to approve it because they have to get their percentage off of it or be able they have to approve it to make sure that the, the market is balanced, right? So to front run any potential objections for business owners, this is a good lesson, meet the objection before it is presented to you from a client or customer, right? So opposed to fighting the regulation, they said, this is what we're gonna to do to make this an even sweeter deal. I want to potentially give the creators of the apps a bigger lion's share. I'm thinking it's gonna be 85%. Microsoft keeps 15 and now we have an open market dynamic where people can create faster and make more. Now, if we go back to last year with Fortnite, when they had a battle with Apple and they chose to not be in an app store, how much more attractive would it be if Microsoft made an app store and the creators got majority of the money mm -hmm. and they got approved faster. So now not only do you have the greatest B2B enterprise we've ever had in history, uh, the gaming division of course is gonna be greater with Activision. And now once you get the creator economy in, it's gonna be great. So for those of you that have subscription-based businesses, you have to, I always tell you, your competition is not your direct competitors. It is the top five companies. You don't think Microsoft hasn't been looking at this Patreon, subscription only fan model and said, hey, I'm gonna find a way to dominate that as well. So if the creators get the lion's share of the money, how many of them talking, same thing I was talking about with Gary Vee on Friday with Dom, if the lion's share is going to the creatives and the artists, wouldn't majority of the artists come over? And I think at some point, the baby, little baby gonna do a leap of doja to get around that contract issue of music, they're gonna release video games, but have the soundtrack inside of them inside of, yeah, to yeah, then yeah. get majority of the money. Yeah. So for you artists, make sure the deals that you sign don't have all your digital rights tied to them because they're already getting you on the NFT and the blockchain stuff now. But if you begin to create video games, I might clip this up because I haven't heard anybody else talk about this. They're gonna make games and get majority of the money and then be able to get out of the music industry as a video game creator. I think it's a hell of a chess move. And Google yeah. previously did this with Chrome at one point there wasn't a good free browser and Microsoft hasn't given enough for free. And they also did it with Gmail. More people use Gmail than any other email provider. So if they choose to give a higher percentage to people, it is going to be a severe blow to Apple and yeah. Google who are competitors. It's a, it's a, it's a great article. Um, and the, the commonalities, Apple and Google both charge 30% for people who have inside the app store. What Microsoft is trying to do is drop their percentage down to 12%. Right. So obviously the lower percentage is more favorable to the creators, but also they, they, they're trying to do away with the, the favoring in, in apps. And so if you ever try to download an app, usually Apple is affiliated with the apps that are higher rated. And so like it gives you a disadvantage if you're a third party. Right. Like if I'm trying to create an app, how can I compete with the company that is actually creating the app store? They're going to push their products first. And so it gives you a disadvantage for that third party creator. Um, and so they're trying to do away with that and have rankings. Right. So if you look at social media, if you go into the app store, right, Instagram will be up there. Right. It's the same. It, it's one of the, the most popular companies. But if I'm a third party app, I might not have a chance if I'm in, the, in terms of rankings. Right. And there, there's a algorithm to it. But Apple has a lot to do with that. And so if you take those type of things away, not that it will be a fair playing field, but a, a new playing field. Um, I think it works out for creators. But it's an interesting, interesting time. Right. And that creative economy, what you're saying is a thousand percent correct was, and I was thinking about the gaming piece of it. I'm like, look, this is a new way, right? Like this is a new way because we spoke about this too. Like when we put, I think we were having this conversation about Madden and 
a lot of times when you listen to that Madden soundtrack, you get so familiar with these songs that actually when you hear them in your real life on the radio, you're like, oh, but like there's no spins that count for that, right? You just get paid. It doesn't matter how many people buy the game and how many times the game is played, that music is being spent. You're getting paid one up front. But imagine if you're in that creator economy and now you're getting paid every time that song plays on that game, right? If it's inside of your own platform. So it's, a, it's an interesting time. It, and does it kill uh, Apple and Google? I don't know if it kills them, but it's it definitely, it, it, it definitely hits, it, it dents, it dents productivity. Yep. And then on top of that, with inflation being higher and the economy being in a bad place, as an investor, you guys then have to pick someone you are saying, hey, do I like Lucid over XYZ, Microsoft, Apple? And I know it's a, you guys feeling like I'm beating a dead horse. The time to beat a horse is when it's dead. <laughs> um, but <laughs> when you're looking at the companies you can invest in, you have to see who has the most capital because it's very easy to knock off Lucid's business. Like even if you look at Tesla, because Tim Cook doesn't like Elon, he'll never buy Tesla. If they wanted to, Apple could get into the EV car business tomorrow and buy Kia. But aren't they, they, they're getting into the EV car business, right? Yeah, well, they initially yeah, said they, they, they were going to do it with it, them. It's not a, that's not a top five priority. It, yeah. That's really just because he doesn't like Elon. So now I'll take 8% and use my government relationships and push Biden or whoever becomes president next to pick up our fleet of vehicles over yours. Yeah. Back to the Ozark thing. So. Yeah, the EV, I mean, if you even look at last night, the EV market with all the Super Bowl ads, like ridiculous. Them EV, the EV market in crypto. Oh, Coinbase. Let's talk about that. That was just, I mean, oh, every okay. other commercial. Coinbase right uh, is the is the commercial that everybody's talking about. 14 million. 14 million. That's how much it costs to do that. And they crashed, well their, they crashed the site, right? But, uh, well, what's that? But they the, the problem the is it crashed the site and then they weren't able to, it wasn't, it wasn't functional. Ash Cash made a good post about that. Were you about to say something here? Yeah, well, we're tying to Ash Cash's point first. Ash Cash made a post on Instagram that I saw today where he, he you know, kind of related to small businesses, but mm -hmm. he was like, you know, um, Coinbase, they did everything right as far as, you know, a great ad, got, you know, all of the, the social media talking about it. People chasing their TVs. People, you know, <laughs> went to the thing, but they had some issues on the back and they wasn't fully prepared for that many people and it crashed. And they, he kind of related that to like, you know, a small business where it was like, you know, all right, you do this, you do your Black Friday sale, and then, you know, you get a thousand orders, but you can't fulfill it. Mm -hmm. Like have, be prepared beforehand, be prepared beforehand. So now when the, the flood orders come in, you can actually, you know, be ready for it. Cause nothing is worse than having a bunch of stuff and you're not actually prepared for it. So yeah. We about to say anything? Can I be very honest? And if I can, please put yes in chat. Yes. No. What do you guys? <laughs> no. Well, I'm, I'm not gonna say nothing crazy. I'm, I'm on <laughs> alkaline. Right. The, the, shout out to all my advertisers. Uh, you know, TBWA, etc. Shade, etc. Um, and all my internet marketers. Right. So when you spend 14 million dollars in aggregate for an ad, and the ad was beautifully executed, mm -hmm. the best one that I've seen in a long time. It reminded me of something like Ogilvy would have done back in the day, but. When you're spending $14 million, you want to return. As a business owner, with all the services that they own and the litigation that Robinhood has faced, you don't think that they have the service space to not handle it. The truth is behind the site crashing, any marketer knows sometimes when you have a site crash, the best follow-up email to send is, hey, I'm so sorry, our server went down and they'll shut the server down themselves to draw attention because of the FOMO. I don't think the server crashed. I think they brought them down for a second. Was there some throttling issues? Yes. But did it crash because of 
everyone going to the QR code. And then also, not only do you get the advertising dollar, this is what GoDaddy used to do 12 years ago. They would complain about the ad getting canceled. So now if I say, me as Red Panda, if I said, hey, I'm going to give you the number one stock to invest in for the next three years, and then it went to no signal, and I came back on, it's like, hey, go to the site. Now, for the next two or three days, they can get five or $6 million worth of press off of it and have it talked about. The Kia EV commercial was not talked about after like this. So to the agency who created it and the creative director who came up with this and the plan to bring the service down so you can do um, the, hey, we apologize thing. Well played. Well played. <laughs> you, you notice the server went down for the site, but no accounts got affected. Exactly. There was a giveaway too, well right? Weren't they, weren't they giving a certain amount of uh, money in Bitcoin? 15 bucks. $15? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can anybody right. sign, anybody yeah, sign so that, like people were chasing their TVs, rewinding it, trying to go back. It was it was well played. I thought that was a great ad. I thought the BMW EV was a dope one with uh, Selma Hayek. Facebook had a metaverse ad. Yeah, man. It's not, I mean, what's well, so yeah, that was good. A couple joints, a couple joints is all right. Well played. Well played. Um, let's talk about some political talk briefly. Um, yeah, let's talk about some political talk. Russia versus Ukraine. How big of a threat is it to the United States? Because uh, we have not the best leadership. I'll dance in this arena very carefully. Um, I've stated before that I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. My, my sentiment and statement has changed. So if this goes left and now because of the forces of China, et cetera, we talked about before, if they get a hold of that country, it could be damaging for us and it could be the linchpin that is needed to knock us off of our square. So for those who don't know, politically, this could be like when Tyson got knocked down and it was like, please get up. I think if Russia, I really think this is an attempt to build a strategy on their end to then pair with China to then begin to take us over. China's already taken over Africa, for those of you who have not traveled and been there, right? Um, and then the islands, you see it as well. But if they can then slowly impede that territory and formulate a plan with China, they can then slowly take over port cities and then work their way inward. So. We definitely have to keep our eyes on this. Well, how will it affect the market? I don't think it'll lead to World War III, but it could have a slight turn in the market, maybe 5%, 7% to the downside. But we have to keep our eyes on this because this thing is getting a little bit more serious than I initially projected. I, I, so even with that, right, when we talk about the market, I, I, I should be, I mean, and we talk about moral investing, but like in terms of potential, I guess, wars and things like that, are there stocks like a Raytheon or Boeing and even commodities like oil that we should keep our eye on because i know when they announced that russia was on the verge of invading friday we saw oil prices go up um they pulled back a little bit today but are these like some of the things that we should be looking at in terms of investment we just like stand away from that and stick to our script homework time if the united states gets taken over which company has a war chest that is equivalent to a nation state i'll give you guys a couple seconds it's gonna be the ones i talked about I know I mentioned the cartel thing last week and somebody in your YouTube comments, like how are you now using drug references? Uh, clinical definition, a cartel is an association of suppliers with the purpose of maintaining price or restricting competition. So not only are Apple, Microsoft, Google competition, they are also allies the same way the United States and our allies would be. So it would be the same ones. Oil long-term isn't a good investment. 
um, because there's a lot of manipulation that can happen and we still have not hit the highs from 2007, 2008, even though it's had a hell of a rebound. But that's because fund managers were chasing greater gains because of what happened with growth stocks. Um, and this is for any decade, any era. You want to invest your money with the companies that have the five highest cash reserves and the greatest market share possible because they'll be able to withstand anything. Like if, if Apple had to just go to South America and do business out of South America to survive, they'll be great. Lucid hurts. Even most crypto won't survive if China takes over. And in China, we America is the only country that lets the inmates run the asylum, given that like the corporations are the kings. So even if China emerges as the number one superpower, Alibaba, Tencent, et cetera, because of their political structure, they won't allow them to become number one or have a great influence. That's why you see from time to time, some of their biggest advocates or celebrities there will have to take a little vacation that's mandatory. Um, so yeah, Apple, Microsoft, Google will be great. Um, I wouldn't deviate from that plan. And there are no commodities I would put majority of my money in either, uh, not gold either. You know, let's talk about this real quick before we bring Frank on. Speaking about, um... Speaking about gold, so <laughs> we haven't really talked about watches in a while. Uh, have we ever? We, we, briefly, yeah, we like, have a few your, times. Briefly, that's why I said a while. Yeah, I feel yeah. like on your leisure we might have. No, we spoke about watches a few times. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll talk about it here. The, the watch market, never seen anything like this before. Um, so they're um, contemplating getting a, um, an AP and uh, talking to my guy in Atlanta and he was saying like, I think like the 20th or 50th edition, something like an anniversary is coming out. He said, as soon as you buy it, it's three times higher off um, that you can sell it mm -hmm. off market. The retail price, like let's say the retail price is 50. As soon as you buy it, you can sell it for at least a hundred to $150,000. As soon as you walk outside the store, <clears throat> watches, watches is turning out to be more, a better investment than almost any commodity factory. Yes, of yeah, course. Yeah, we're but um, that's something to directly consider. from the supplier as well, huh? Directly from the supplier. No, 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 one hundred percent or authorized dealer. Yeah, or yeah, authorized. yeah. I just want them to say that because yeah, I don't please, flip it please. Up and they no, get no, it no, no. Don't buy. Well, shout out to yeah. all the jewelers out there. I don't, I don't, I don't buy anything from jewelers. But if you are, just be careful. Um, but you should always buy from an authorized dealer mm -hmm. or directly from the store. Um, so like authorized dealers like London Jeweler, um, who else? Torno. Torno. Or you can buy like straight from AP Rolex, but nah, these watches, we got to have a more advanced conversation about that. But these watches, the rates of return on these are higher. They're, they're appreciating higher than almost anything right now. No, right now. Yeah. I mean, crypto you, stocks, anything, like, even the process of trying to get it. Well, you can't really get it. And that's yeah, why it's all about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's no Rolexes. You go to any Rolex store in America right now and there's no inventory. And it's not even a thing of them actually um, like you having the money to buy it. They have to actually want it to sell it to you. So you have to like actually establish a relationship with the store and, you know, they have to actually build like a client profile for you. There's a whole process with this. And then also you should know like which watches are better than others. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, of course, like the Daytona, extremely, extremely, compli it's extremely complicated too. The movement is extremely complicated, and um, the Squ Sky Dweller, another, another good one. Um, 
The APs are appreciating very high right now. Richard Milley. None is appreciating faster than that. Shout out to him, 500. He has one. Uh, Richard Milley is like board eight. It's like a board eight. We had a great conversation about that. We did have a good conversation <laughs> about the board eight. Um, we're going to have, yeah, we got to have more conversations about that. But that just came to my mind because we talk about commodities and, and, and investing in gold. And, um, you know, that's that's another way to kind of invest in something. Watches are an investment. Mm -hmm. They are an investment. Yeah. I mean, and we yeah. spoke about that, right? Like, we, I mean, the, even that post last week when we were talking about the Chanel bags, we we're talking about, oh, yeah, some people might look at it as a discretionary spending. But like, if you're investing in these bags, we saw them appreciate by $3,000 in six months. Watch is the same thing. Uh, another thing you brought up, which is key, it was like having the money isn't enough now. Like no, that's the interesting part. And we saw that this weekend. Like we went to a couple of events and it was like, there was plenty of people who had the money to be in the events. The problem is everybody's money's not good everywhere. Yeah. And you have to be selected to even use the money. And so that was very interesting too. It was like, wow, we got to create rooms where it's like, yo, we can be accessible. And like, if you have the money and, and like you're in the, this, this world of finance, like we create the rooms now. Cause like, that's crazy. Like tables were going for $50,000 this weekend, like on a minimum. And if you had the 50 to, and you wanted to do it, and maybe it was a business expense, which is a lot, you couldn't even do it. Nah. Like you couldn't even spend it. Like it was crazy. Yeah. The greatest law in business is supply and demand. But if I have this and a person needs it really bad and I only have two of them, I can price it whatever I want to. So the less supply you make available of anything, that's what I'll tell you guys, there are some supply chain issues. For luxury manufacturers, it is an illusion to drive prices higher. Once again, if I only offered Stock Club to one person, put in chat, what would the price of Stock Club be? I'll cash out to someone who- One million dollars. I need- One trillion dollars. Somebody put 1.2658 million. <laughs> no, but one too low, if, if I can, the boy, the boy is his name, right? So I'll need 50 million up front, all cash. Off the rip. To the highest bidder, Guggenheim Citadel, what you want to do. And that's a that's a business principle too, supply and demand. Um, you yeah. can make money either way. You can the make one that matters the most. Huh? So one that matters the most is hard to get y'all in. The, everybody want to, you know, peruse and have y'all around. Yeah. It's only a certain amount of time, you know, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the return has been pretty damn good on those watches. I also, for those of you who, as a result, want to start flipping the watches, please go check the chart to see if the market is at an all time peak and if the inflation numbers get, uh, or rates get hiked again, how that would affect your pricing structure. I want you to stop dabbling and master something and not just try and do something for a quick flip. And, um, well, it, watches are a long-term hold for, for me. Buy and hold. It's like stocks. Everything is everything is long term mm -hmm. buy and hold. You buy mm -hmm. any, you buy you buy. Once you learn one thing, you learn about everything. And if yeah. you're investing in good quality, um, like a Rolex is not going anywhere. You invest in a good Rolex, it's a long term buy and hold, and it's gonna it's gonna be worth more um, as years go. Yeah. And you should always have insurance. That's the last thing I'll say about That's... it. Keep keep the insurance on it. If you don't remember, remember that. Remember that part. Extremely important. All right. So let's let's take a break real quick and let's get my guy Frank in here. Yes. You guys doing? If I made you money, please put your in chat. What's the biggest lesson you learned so far in this show? 
What's going on, there brother? He is. There brother he is. What's going on? What's up? I'm learning, yeah, man. Going. I got to count some watches. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Put me on. What's up? I got you, oh, Mike. I got to check. Now, Mike, put them on. We'll talk after this. Mike, Mike will take care of you. What's, what's, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Big fans of y'all, man. I'm learning some. I'm taking some notes right now. I appreciate y'all. No, oh, love is man. Thank you. Huge fan Thank of you. you. Um, so, Frank, I wanted to bring you on because uh, if anybody's not familiar, Frank is a correspondent at CNBC. And, um, you know, you do a great job all the time. But you had a... No, no problem. You did a report a couple of weeks ago uh, yeah. about um, black net black net worth in this country, yeah. and um, we posted it, and uh, yeah, it just took off, went yeah. viral all over Instagram, TikTok. A lot of people have different opinions, different views on it, um, but I think it's important, like I said, to just have a more you know uh, involved conversation than just like you know a, a sixty second or a thirty second just soundbite on Instagram. So. Um, so yeah, so I wanted to just just bring you on and then hopefully we could talk about that and then a few other topics. So um, I will just bring, I will just briefly just go over the stat if anybody is is not familiar with what I'm talking about. So the stat was that black spending um, power reached a record in 2021, mm-hmm. uh, $1.6 trillion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's according to the, Slag Center at the University of Georgia. Am I pronouncing that right? Selig? Yeah, the Selig Center. Yeah, but I mean, it's the University of Georgia. You can just say The University of Georgia. Okay. And um, that's up since since 2000. Uh, it's up 171%. Um, but during that time, Latino spending power is also up 288%. Asian is up 383%. And the overall um, is up 144%. So that would seem like some level of encouraging news. Um, but what's not encouraging is that according to the, the St. Louis fed, um, they put out a report on the net worth and black net worth is actually down. So that's interesting because it would, it would assume that if spending is up, net worth would be up too, because there's, there's more money. So what they're saying is that um, the black net worth has actually decreased by 14% and is $24,000 per family, while the Latino net worth has increased 112%, which is $36,000 per family. The white net worth has increased 6% and is $189,000 per family. So, all right. That's a lot. Yes. Let's, <laughs> let's unpack this a little bit, Frank. So, okay. Um. With this information comes from the Fed, uh, and if you're not familiar, the, the St. Louis Fed is one of the 12 branches of, of the Fed. They have Fed 12 um, branches of Fed banks. And um, to my understanding, how they actually collect this data is like through surveys. Um, it's, like, it's like political polling, like mm-hmm. kind of similar situation like yeah. that, right? Um, so, but how do we come about this number to say, okay, spending is up, but net worth is down? Um, that's a little disturbing. That's very disturbing. Uh, I would just assume that it's not enough assets being acquired. Would you say the same thing? I mean, I think it really comes down to your slogan, man, assets over liabilities. If you're spending that money on things that don't appreciate in value, that lose their value when you drive it off the lot, or in, in some cases, as soon as you put it on your wrist, you guys are talking about you know, high end from the dealer watches. But if you're spending on other things that don't gain value over time, 
then your money's going out, but you're not building wealth. It's just, it's not even any more complicated than that. And you see the numbers for other people, um, other groups, I should say, they're spending their money on things that appreciate, whether it's houses, investing in businesses, stocks, crypto, a lot of things you talk about on this podcast all the time. Question for you, uh, if we could have an honest conversation, do you think that we truly want to be free and can the racial wealth gap be closed? Absolutely. Absolutely. Man. Like, I, I don't know about all you guys, your backgrounds, but I know I didn't grow up in a house where anybody had a college degree. Um, we were probably unbanked before that term even existed. You know, I used to have to be embarrassed and spend stamps at the store sometimes. Um, I didn't know anything about stocks or credit or, you know, much more than a checking and a savings account. And then you need to try to go to college and be a doctor. Over there. That's all the nuance I had about finances. So the more you know, the more educated you become, the more enlightened you are. Not only do you learn about these you know, these, these temple things like stocks and housing, you learn about other ways to make money, all finance, real estate, like you're just talking about watches, maybe even comic books. Um, you were mentioning handbags a short time ago. If you look at companies like StockX and Goat and Stadium Club, they're getting in the handbag, handbag mm -hmm. business. They're not doing it because they're losing money. So you have to just broaden your sense of what an investment is, but you have to start off with the temple things, stocks, homes, 401k bonds. I know bonds are the most boring thing in the world. And trust me, I don't like to read about them or talk about them that often, but they're a safe investment. There's some things that uh, my colleague, John Ford, he actually highlighted this to me. I bonds, they're inflation bonds. They're bonds that keep up with inflation. It's almost impossible to lose money. And until you become a more sophisticated investor, you don't really know about these things. So Ian, back to your question, long answer, uh, absolutely. We all want to be free. Everybody wants to have power over their own life and the ability to secure the future of their family. Every person in this world. Frank, so we, I mean, we're at the forefront, I feel like, of a financial revolution. Um, obviously, you know, we've been teaching financial literacy amongst other people in the space. When I heard the report, um, slightly surprised, but you've been in this, this, this business a lot longer um, on, the, on the broadcasting side of it. What was your initial reaction to it? And uh, what are your thoughts, right? Because I feel like when we're going meeting people, I hear a lot of more people that look like us are actually investing. They, they have real estate, they're in stocks. Is it a fair assessment of a forecast for the future? What are your thoughts? I mean, Troy, I'm gonna stop you first off. Good to meet you, man. We're not in the same business, man. You guys are doing some phenomenal work, man. First, you have people learning about things and you have people talking about things. And then you have people talking to other people about things that are actually meaningful. That, these are two different businesses. I report on things that happen. Uh, I, I had the fortune of working at CNBC. We do a lot of forward looking and uh, reporting to put out information that's actionable and investable. But what you guys are doing, man, is really just phenomenal. And this movement you started is amazing. Um, I agree with you, it was disturbing. Um, I think the most disturbing thing is that Black people sometimes, we feel like we're doing better. Um, but when you look at the numbers, and yeah, numbers can lie sometimes, it doesn't really look like that. You know, 50 years ago, more Black people owned houses. I showed you the stats right there. 20 people, 20 years ago, um, more Black people own houses. Black home ownership has declined by 3% since 2000. And some of that is tied to why we have less net worth, but there are actually some other reasons. Some of it's spending. I mean, I think a lot of us know somebody who just posted a picture from Tulum or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, uh, right Frank, so you've noticed. Yeah, you know We are right? in the I same mean, business, Frank. What are you talking about? Right. Like you down in Tulum, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't have your money in a bank. And another stat that was in that report on the back end of it. Um, every year, black families accumulate $300 billion less in wealth than white families every single year. So that, that racial wealth gap is growing. 
a lot of it is inheritance. And I want to speak from personal experience. Um, my mom went to heaven a few years ago. She was an amazing woman. Um, she dropped out of high school to have me. Uh, I do have a great dad too. I don't ever want to leave him out, but you got to always mention fathers. Um, but dropped out of high school to have me. She was a secretary, eventually worked her way into having a great job in construction and opened up her own construction company. Definitely a success story. Um, she learned about stocks. She learns about, about mortgages, but we never did our wills. And I had the good fortune of being an only child. So there was no dispute. There was no problems. But for a lot of people, they actually lose wealth when the person they love passes away. And I'm sure that person wants to take care of their family and make that transition and that time of grief easier. But a lot of us just don't have wills. There's a lot of people that can't afford to bury their relatives when they pass away. Imagine that. You, you know, this is a very... This is a very important conversation. You're, you're touching on a lot of topics and um, the transfer of wealth process is something that we definitely, and that's something that we've been trying to hammer home, hammer home about wills and trust and life insurance mm -hmm. and power of attorneys and healthcare proxies. And yes, there's a lot of different, it's, it's not, and a lot of times people look at numbers and they say, that's not true. And I can understand the disbelief because obviously, you know, our history in this country is, it causes for, you know, certain concern for not you know fully believing things that's completely understandable but um i would say this as a financial i used to be a financial advisor for 12 years before i did this and um the most alarming thing for me was actually seeing the difference between black people and white people when it comes to wealth what i mean by that is you know coming in and i'm working in a financial planning firm and pretty much everybody there is white and, you know, the guys are telling me like, you know, uh, I got $50 million of assets under management, 100, 200 million. And I'm trying to educate, like be educated, like, well, how did you do that? And they're like, well, you, all you need is a couple people. Like one person gives you $400,000 to manage. Another person gives you $500,000 to manage, you know, before you got it, you got, before you know, you have a million, then, you know, somebody else gives you 700,000. And I'm thinking like, I don't know anybody that has $10,000. Like, I don't know anybody that has $200,000 to just give me to invest, but I realized that in America, it's still very segregated as far as like where we are. So the people that we, we are around people similar to us. Mm -hmm. So you don't even fully realize what's going on on the other side of the playing field. So you don't even have a full perspective of how wide the, the wealth gap is because you're, you're not really exposed to that on a daily basis, right? You're not really exposed to people that have millions of dollars that they can just invest at any point in time and they can just buy a home or they can just buy anything that they want. Most of the time, you're not really exposed to that. And most of the time you're exposed to, you know, your environment. So if you're in a blue class working environment, then that's who you're around and that's who you're exposed to. And that's kind of become normal. Um, but for other people, that's not really normal. So there is a huge disparity in this country when it comes to wealth, because I mean, I don't need, I don't even need to see a survey. I actually saw it. I worked in financial services for 12 years and I saw from the white financial advisors, their clients and the black financial advisors and their clients. And of course, most of the black financial advisors, 99% of their clients were black. Most of the white financial advisors, 99% of their clients were white most of the black financial advisors, they were dealing with 529 plans and IRA rollovers of, you know, they wasn't really dealing with millions of dollars of investable assets. They just wasn't because their clients didn't have that type of money where the white investors, the white financial advisors, it was a completely different story. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think a lot of times 
we we do have to question things, but we also have to understand that um, some of the stuff actually comes with a certain level of truth to it. So it's like, how can we fix the problem? As opposed to just saying it's not true because it's like, you're not really qualified to say it's not true unless you actually know it's not true. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, some of it is systemic. Let's not ever overlook that. Some of it's systemic. Some of the wealth from our communities has been intentionally pulled out, but we've been blocked from the means to actually attain it and hold on to it, period. Um, but that doesn't excuse everything. Some of it is spending. And Troy was laughing. Yeah, I was laughing about the Tulum pictures. I mean, my timeline's flooded, like right now. Mine too. Um, sometimes you got to decide how you want to spend your money, where you want to spend your money. And as you mentioned, um, it's also some of it's the company you keep. Um, if you're around nine broke people, you're about to be the temple. But it's also it's also a matter of education and being locked out of certain opportunities and certain doors as well. Because even working in, in, in the financial services industry and seeing different things, A, I realized that that's one of the reasons why we started this platform. A lot of people just weren't fully educated and they they did, they were not aware of different things. So that that is a major hurdle right there. We still haven't gotten through to everybody yet. And then also what I want to talk about too is that we talked about um, like the black net worth. They talking, the Guardian have re- uh, released a report that it will be zero in like 30 years. And Andrew Yang uh, said something that was extremely powerful where he talked about a, a economic um, tsunami hitting and it's going to hurt the, the, um, the black community more than anything. We talking about tech. So, you know, you're talking about these different things where it's like, all right, we know that a lot of jobs are going to be lost mm-hmm. through tech. Um, inflation is at, you know, record levels right now, right? So these are all things that even if you have education on financial literacy and you're not wasting your money, if you're not skilled, if you're not a skilled worker or a, or a high level entrepreneur, you're still, you're still not going to really make a difference in, yeah. in, in, in this situation because it's like most of our entrepreneurs are more lower level entrepreneurs where it's really like you're just kind of working for yourself and you're not really making any money. And then most of the workers are not skilled workers. So, you know, they can easily be replaced and they're not making a substantial amount of money. Like they're not like brain surgeons and not, you know, people that's working in Silicon Valley. You look at Silicon Valley and almost less than 1% of the people that's actually working there are black. Did we lose Frank? I think we lost Frank. Yeah, I think so. He didn't go to Tulum, did he? Hope not. <laughs> but Ian, let's talk about to catch. that before, but while he comes back. Because um, that's a conversation that, that's not really talked about enough either. Yeah. Skilled yeah, workers it's... skilled workers, and high-level entrepreneurs. That's what we should be focusing yeah, on. Yeah. Let, let me just give you a, a statistic really quick. So it's a great point you said, because approximately out of 6.7 million Black workers, 42% of the workers currently hold jobs that could be subject to disruption by 2030. That's eight years from now. So you're talking about yep. millions of people that could literally, if they don't have a skill, they could be, their skill could be automated and now they don't have a job. And if they don't learn anything in the entrepreneurial world, then what do they do? You're in trouble. You're, you're in big trouble. Yeah. And, that's and that's why, why I would say some- Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna throw it to you. Give him a report. Uh, Frank's computer crashed, so he's restarting it. Okay. Yeah. And, and this is why we had this conversation a few weeks ago, and we were like, look, if we don't learn a skill, if we don't properly educate ourselves over the next two to three years in investing, right? We always talk about, it's gonna to be tough to work your way to wealth. If we don't learn a skill, right? Over the next two to three years or invest in an asset class, like a new one, like cryptocurrency or invest in the stock market and our jobs are being replaced, where is the money gonna come from? And somebody said, what's skilled? Coding. 
that's a high level skill that yeah. will get you a, a high paying job right now, even if you don't Learning have how to invest. Yeah. That, not, the, the one no one ever talks about being the most reliable in your industry. That's what I always say. Those emails don't matter. Go look at the Forbes list. Top 500 people. They have a unique gift that most people don't have. And I know some of you be like, damn, you always be granting. I don't think you guys realize, like the people that I'm around. So when I was with Gary V. Grants, shout out, Mike, shout out Mike Boyd, all of those conversations are about, you need a baseline of 100 million minimum to be secure. Ross told them 10 on assets of a liability on revolt. I feel tight with 10 million. Excellent. People don't want to tell you the truth. So when I get on here and rant, you guys are like, yo, Man, Rashad Ian, I mean, Rashad Troy, please tell Ian to calm down. It's not that serious. If you have less than 1.5 million and you have two kids, you're broke. It is that damn serious. No, it's real. Then we have to have a collective conversation as a community. What are we going to do collectively to be okay? Because it's not okay if two out of 10 of us invest and save money. Not enough. And I'm going to be real. The Jim Jones, I love Jim. That bothered me though. Couldn't get water in Gucci. The answer <laughs> is to quit buying Gucci Prada. All those are slave names. Tiffany and Cole. Great. You bought your girl a Tiffany Brace and you're black. They were the ones who made the slave jewelry for the slaves when they came over on a fucking boat. But y'all want to tell me about my attitude. I'm free. We have to collectively decide. And this is the issue. I'm going to be real. A lot of y'all in corporate that are black, that are from the suburbs, man, the ones in the trap and the trenches want this a lot better than y'all. Y'all comfortable. We have to collectively build. So don't mess right. with my Yeah. No, it's a, it, yes. it's a fact. And, and they were saying, I'm, I'm glad that I'm looking at the earners in the chat. They're like, what skills, what skills? Well, we talk about a lot of companies here that you should be listening Holding, to. Holding, right? investing, right? building a business. Those are the Yo, only three. When we talk about Amazon and, and we talk about Microsoft, we always talk about their cloud business, right? That's not going anywhere, right? That's something that you should be looking into. Engineering is something you should be looking into. Cybersecurity. It's like these are career like it's Every, around everything you. that we talk about it's on around Market you. Mondays that what it makes those companies run? What yeah. makes those companies yes. what is what makes Microsoft run? What makes Apple run? What makes AMD run? Computer chips, what makes all of these companies that you invested in as to the top these top companies, Tesla, yeah. what makes those companies run? You yeah. can just reverse engineer it. Right. And those are the skills that are critical and will be even more critical in the next 20 years. Yeah, shout out to and, the earners. Y'all know it, it's dope. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I can't see the YouTube comments, but y'all know, right? Somebody just typed healthcare, of course. Look, we just came, we're still in the end of a pandemic, right? Like healthcare, think about that. And we talk about companies in these fields, in these sectors. So on top of saying like, okay, yeah, we can own a piece of the company. Yeah, you might, if you're still working, let's try to find a skill that we can actually become part of the company and be an investor inside of it as well. Let's 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 take all all the pieces on the table. Why not? And if you are younger than twenty five years old, please write this down. Nuclear fusion is one of the most important spaces you need to learn and read about. Because then, if we can take hydrogen atoms and spin spin them with other things, and make cleaner energy out of them, that's going to be incredibly important. This is why I always stress to you guys read. And some of you are like, hey, I can't read five hundred pages. I guarantee you took your ass to the mall to get your girl a gift tonight so you can get what you need to get at the end of the night. King, I don't want to hear no excuses. Nah, you can do what it. Happened. Nah, if she come it. to the EY meetup and LeBron never, you know, with Tristan, shout out Tristan, he glowing. Some of these people in person look like gods and goddesses. I don't know that you and your mama and your whole mama side of the family don't have to work. That's a good pitch. 
Open up with. <laughs> it's a good pitch. Get on your craft, King. If you, if you, if your significant other's phone is on silent, notification it's over with. It's a bad red flag tonight. If it's if it's red silent, flag on a play. If it's if it's just tonight, because it's only even during it's the day. Eight fifty. It's only eight fifty. If you're on Listen, silent notification, not tomorrow's as another red flag day. Yo, yo, we can get up tomorrow. Let's do it tomorrow. If you're on silent <laughs> notification. <laughs> And you, you have to never see been she on really, silent. Really, really got her eyebrows threaded at twelve thirty. <laughs> she may not have. Hey, wait! If she had the last appointment by one, is a rev- Hey, <laughs> let, let me see on the spot, baby. Because Tim Tim with no car, man, gave her eighty eight minutes of quality time. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be careful. Check all investments. I'll check my investments three times a day. All. Trading has considerable risk. Please consult your advisor. Maybe said, she wasn't wait, at the last report. You, you said dating has considerable risk or trading? Trading. Trading. Both. Dating too. Both. Oh, both. Yes, both. Extreme. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Frank, uh, Frank, Frank, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome thank back. you. Thank you, man. You know, we I, do I, this. We be cranking, man. I got yeah, a little comedy segment. We, we do this every now and then. Uh, you know, we just try yeah. to just lighten the mood a little bit. Frank, but um, you're, you're, are you, you're from Philly originally? Yeah, I'm from Philly. Uh, Philly. Shout out to Philly. So working. Always shout out to Philly. Working in CNB Philly, you know, obviously blue collar town, very, very uh, blue collar. Shout city. out to the joints out there. Um, working in CNBC and being around, you know, a different level of wealth that I'm assuming you grew up around. What's the different level of conversation that you that you hear? That's that's the kind of stuff that I'm always interested in. Like, you know, you you're around people that millionaires, billionaires, extremely high level, you know, people oh, yeah. in Wall Street. Like, what's the level of conversation that you're hearing that you know? most people are not aware of that's taking place. Well, let me back it up for a minute, man. I, you know, I, I did grow up, my parents were teenagers when they had me, but talk about alternative investments. They really invested in education. Like I went to a Montessori kindergarten. I went to a new school. Um, I eventually uh, got a scholarship to a friend's school, which is a Quaker school in Philadelphia. It's a really good private school. So I've had the fortune of being around people from all different classes, like uh, uh, Chelsea Clinton's husband, I went to school with. You know what I mean? Like mm. people like that. You know what I mean? The, the kids of Congress people and stuff like that. So I've had that good fortune. CNBC is obviously the next level. I get to talk to CEOs, CFOs, billionaires sometimes. Um, and you know what, man? You'd be surprised. The small talk is very similar to the small talk we all have about sports and things like that. Um, but when they're talking about higher level things, they're just, they've read in more. You know what I mean? Like they have a deeper conversation. You know, sometimes you talk to somebody and you bump into somebody like, man, I'm going to buy some doge. You're like, yeah, I'm going to buy some too. They're not talking like that, man. They're talking about, you know, the long-term utility of the cryptocurrency and which one is going to make the transfer into Web3 and things like that. And so that's really the difference. We all talk about the same things. And I said it before, we all want a better quality of life and secure the future of our families. At the end of the day, that's what everybody wants. Yes. Let's switch. Go ahead, Ian. Go ahead, Ian. Yeah, I want to get to some solutions for those who want them. The current racial wealth gap is 11.2 trillion. I think at it's least. like 44 points. Yeah, yeah at least. It's, ele- it's at least 11.2 trillion. If you talk to uh, William Darity from University, uh, uh, me, not University of Duke, Duke University, um, their business school, he says it could be even greater. It really depends on the math that you use um, and the formula that you use. And he's a big believer that the biggest cause of it is systemic racism. I want to make sure, because I often cite his research, I want to make sure I give him credit. William Darity, Dr. William Darity of Duke University. So what are two things we can do tonight collectively as a community to get the ball rolling to overturn um, that gap? You know, I'm not an expert. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna refer to research. I'm not an expert myself. Um, one of the big things we can do that all of us can do today is just spend more money with black businesses. I mean, it's not even more complicated than that. 
It's keeping more money within the black community circulating. And it's also just not being afraid to do business and talk about business with each other. I think that's one of the two big things. Like a lot of times, and I've been guilty of this myself. I'm never talking from a high horse. I've done this myself. I'm scared to tell another black person how much money I make when they're applying to my job. I'm scared to tell them, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I asked for these perks and stuff. You know what I mean? Why can't, why won't I tell you? You know what I mean? It's really nine times out of 10, a favorite nation thing. Once two or three of us get it, everybody can get it. But we feel like we want to hold on to the information and hold on to the benefits. But I had a friend of mine, you know, he just flat out told me, you're applying to this job. Here's how much I make. Here's how much you should ask for. And I mean, just that information can push us to the next level. Frank, let's switch gears a little bit. And, and on a more positive note, let's talk about, uh, Black Mecca, the great city of Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Atlanta, we will be there this week. That's like our second home. So it actually just ties in perfectly because we were just talking about high-end jobs, tech, um, not enough skilled tech workers. Right. Um, but Atlanta actually is, is leading the charge for a Black tech hub. 27% mm -hmm. uh, of tech workers in Atlanta are Black. That is the highest in the nation. Like I said, I think in Silicon Valley, it's like less than 1%. So in Atlanta is 27% of the tech workers are black. Um, so let's talk about this. Cause you did it. That was another report that you did. Uh, it didn't get as much tension as the last report that we cited, but um, let's talk about the, the report that you did on Atlanta becoming a tech hub. Yes. Listen, I'm not stopping y'all from reposting. Um, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I'm not stopping. I got you. We got you. Um, but on a serious note, yeah, 27% of tech workers in Atlanta are black, and it is an emerging tech hub. When you look at the growth of tech jobs in Atlanta over the last five years, it's at about 15%. It's very comparable to the Bay Area that everybody thinks is the mecca of tech. The Bay Area is 16%. Um, CBRE, a company that does uh, industrial warehousing, office space, they rank Atlanta as the eighth best tech city in North America, competing with towns like the Bay Area like Austin, like Charlotte, which is another emerging tech hub. Um, a couple of factors that really help out Atlanta is number one, it has the number one tech degree produced, uh, tech degree producing university in the country, Georgia Tech. Um, and a lot of tech companies have also turned to HBCUs and other colleges there in Atlanta for a college pipeline and companies outside of tech too, to be honest, like UPS and FedEx, I cover them for CNBC. And they've really kind of built up their pipeline to HBCUs. And then you have a lot of companies moving their tech hubs or innovation centers down in Atlanta. Visa is a great example. They're actually moving their chief diversity officer down in Atlanta, got to interview her. And she was very honest, like, you know, we're Visa. We know who our customers are. A large portion of them are black people. We wanna bring black people into our workforce. So if you're looking to dip that toe into tech, Atlanta is a great place to go because you know, the companies that are hiring there, they're very open to looking for people of color in their workforce. And I think every tech company will admit that diversity is somewhat of an issue, especially when it comes to management. Mm. You, you brought up some, some cities. I want to talk about one that you, you didn't mention, but I'm sure you can speak on, and that's Austin, Texas. Obviously, uh, you, we, we're seeing a lot of tech companies. Shout out to uh, a friend of the show, uh, John Henry, who, who has his business out there. Talk about the, the expansion of tech inside of Austin. I mean, obviously, we know Texas is a, is a state that has no state tax. Right. We, we've heard Elon talking about moving Tesla's headquarters there. Um, I'm sure for uh, that reason, amongst others, but let's talk about Austin, uh, Texas, as one of those other cities that most people probably traditionally aren't thinking about it as in, in a tech right. hub, but over the next five to 10 years, potentially could pass all everyone. Yeah, I mean, just big culture there for tech, I mean, A lot of tech companies are moving to Texas because of tax, ben tax benefits. And then like, you know, you hear slogans like keep Austin weird, people just like the culture. Um, so right now, one of the big things that's driving a lot of tech interest there is a conference South by Southwest. I'm sure everybody's heard of, 
Um, that's bringing a lot of tech minds there. And then they're also having that social aspect, which is why there's a lot of black business in Atlanta, because you go down there, you can have a good time and then you can also do your business. You know what I mean? And so that's what's definitely kind of fostering that relationship. Um, the question is, can black people really find their place there? And can we carve out our own niche? And I think that's something that's, that's yet to be determined. And people like you can you know, write that chapter in the story. It's funny you say that. Uh, going off, yeah, yeah, going yeah. off the last point, um, what are the like the top three jobs in tech in Atlanta specifically you think people should start aiming towards if they're looking to make the transition or start their career? I mean, it really depends on interest, but I, I think, Ian, what you were saying earlier, um, is actually absolutely true. You got to look at emerging tech. Like, how do you get into metaverse? Like the metaverse is another story I'm actually doing tomorrow on uh, building the black metaverse. A lot of these companies, including Meta or Facebook, however you want to describe, uh, call it, and also Roblox, they're really making efforts to create um, more black interest in the metaverse, whether it be games, um, Meta, AKA Facebook, gave about a hundred of their MetaQuest Oculus headsets. Again, they changed the name, but it's MetaQuest now. It used to be Oculus. It's a Ron Clark Academy, a predominantly black private school mm -hmm. down in Atlanta. And yeah. they're doing a lot of these different initiatives around the country. They actually have some pretty robust black history uh, programming on the Oculus headset because they want to bring us in. They want us to develop games, develop you know, music, worlds, whatever else. When you look at hip hop, how that's become a mainstream thing. Imagine if someone create the hip hop of the metaverse. So companies like Roblox and Meta are really trying to bring people in. Also, they say, you know, of course, to close the tech gap, but they're businesses, they're publicly traded companies. Um, one of their key roles here is to obviously generate profits for their shareholders. And the more people you can bring in, especially black people, Latino people, people who generally wouldn't be involved in emerging tech, the faster you can bring them in, the more revenues you can bring. And it's also a thing of um, being able to move culture. It's just like yeah. Clubhouse, like, you know, they got a billion dollar valuation after Meek Mill and every other rapper starts right. to talk about how great Clubhouse is. So at some point, you know, even with the metaverse is like, you know, it's great that all of these companies want to, you know, encourage diversity. Um, but it would be better if we had our own company like that was actually black owned. Yeah. Yeah, I think with uh, the fan base. We are doing something with fan base. Yeah, yeah, Shout yeah. out to them. I, I spoke to him. Uh, I spoke to Isaac. Isaac. I spoke to him yeah, uh, yeah. a couple of days ago. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I just feel like after yeah. at a certain point in time, it's like, you know, you're still relying on somebody else to do something. And um, it's one of these things that just goes back to like sports and entertainment where, um, you know, you can't always be talent. You have to be an owner at some point. Right. Mm -hmm. Equity. I mean, it's a word that people throw around all the time. I, I mean, Beyonce said I need equity, but Equity is a powerful thing, man. When you have equity in your home, you can do all types of things. You can take a little bit out. You know what I mean? You can leverage it to buy another property and equity and other things, whether it be your career, um, you know, your church, whatever it is, can be a powerful tool. Yeah. And in Atlanta, they, you know, Paul Judge is leading the charge now. Paul, Paul Judge, Judge. I think Greenwood Bank. Um, he's he's uh really, really big in the tech space. We gotta we gotta talk to him. He doesn't really talk a lot publicly, but Paul Judge is a very very smart guy, and um, he is one of the probably the leader in that whole tech revolution in Atlanta. And then of course the mayor. Shout out to um, Andre Dickens. Um, he is the new mayor of Atlanta. Obviously he's black. It's Atlanta. They always mm -hmm. have a black mayor. So you know his uh, the, the Atlanta scene is something that you know I think can be the same way they took over hip hop they can have that same effect in the tech world. So hopefully, you know, we'll see a lot of uh, tech superstars 
the next Elon Musk, the next Jeff Bezos. I feel like Atlanta is a perfect place, not just Atlanta, but, you know, Atlanta is a perfect place for, you know, that they have the HBCUs there. Mm -hmm. They have the polit they have the political support there. They have the entrepreneurs there. They have, you know, and they have an infrastructure in place better than anybody else has it. So, you know, that's that's something that I think could be something to be encouraged about. Yeah, I also think the international space as far as, far as tech as, as well. Um, I know, we, you know, we talk about Afrotech all the time and we visited the continent and we plan to go back. Frank, I want to know your thoughts. Like, what do, what do you think about investing internationally, especially uh, uh, the continent of Africa, uh, which we spoke about maybe two weeks ago about how much of the population is very young, very right. eager, um, and just lack resources right now. But with the, you know, obviously the expansion of technology and infrastructure, they can have access to earn your leisure and, and other people who are providing education. What, what are your thoughts about it on the international front? Well, number one, man, I've been dying to go to Africa. I actually had a, a trip planned right before the pandemic and the pandemic just canceled it all. I was going to go to Tanzania. I've been wanting to go to Tanzania since I did a report in fourth grade. Um, and one of the reasons I wanted to go is because it's just so diverse. They have an island off Tanzania. This is a sidebar. An island off Tanzania called Zanzibar with like beautiful beaches. And they have a big city called Dar es Salaam. And then they have all those amazing nature preserves. I want to go pet a real elephant. You know what I mean? Like a, real, <laughs> not a circus elephant, a mm -hmm. real elephant. Um, but just to your point, man, you know, in, in, in developing countries, and that's what you're talking about when you talk about Africa, that's the term developing countries. Um, they have more access to mobile phones. They're already using FinTech more than we are. Um, so they're already kind of at the tip of the spear of some of these things. Because if you can imagine, if you're a merchant, I'm just going to throw it out at Dar es Salaam. It's probably easier to use FinTech and tap and go and whatever else than it is to have a real credit card swiper. So they're already jumping on that and, and uh, mobile payments and in other countries not developed like China, they're already on mobile payments and digital currencies and things like that. So absolutely, man, um, if you have the opportunity to create infrastructure internationally for any of this kind of thing, whether it be uh, internet, 5G uh, payments, of course, it's a great investment. Um, what companies at the forefront, I gotta be honest, I don't know personally, but um, a great line of thinking. And that's why you see people like Jack Dorsey go over to Africa and look for investments, um, the founder of Twitter, and also you see a lot of people or a lot of companies in China investing in Africa, um, a lot of industrial things like mining and steel, precious metals and things like that, but also tech. There's a lot of opportunity in Africa. Uh, going back to when you were 18, um, if you can do it all over again, I'm 39. Um, you look incredibly young, but uh, I know we grew up in the same era. What are like the three things you wish you would have learned back then that would have helped you propel to be even better than you are now? Oh man, the number one thing that some of my mom always told me, don't tell yourself no, just go for it. Let other people tell you no, you know what I mean? She, she kind of gave me three things, um, Chris growing up. And as I got older, it got shorter and she just kind of paraphrased it. But the things I would do different are things I do now, but I mean, I would always dream big, but even bigger, you know what I'm saying? Like don't contain your dreams to your situation to which you know. Dream about things that you can't even imagine. That's how you got to start. And I would even work harder, man. Like, like everybody else, man, I, you know, I got sidetracked by this and that. I took my own trip to Tulum. You know what I'm saying? Again, I never speak from a high horse. I took my trip to the Dominican Republic or wherever else and got sidetracked, man, and just pray every day, man. Seriously, I get on my knees and I talk to the man every day. Um, you want to make it? Yeah. <laughs> Look like you got stomach pain. Uh, <laughs> it What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com try. Go to shopify.com try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Atlanta, you are not full. Stop, stop the rhetoric. I hate that saying we're full because it, what it does is, is it's a negative connotation and, it, and it's discouraging people that can actually add value to the ecosystem from, from coming there. And like we, we come there and this is, it's like, I know it's like a joke and it's a playful thing, but it's like, we're talking about how the black net worth is $28,000. And we're talking about how you collaborate and, and, and work. Yeah, that is hot. And, and it's like, you're saying things like Atlanta's full. We don't want any more people. <laughs> like, as you don't understand, like, this is, this is a race that we're losing and you're not helping by saying stuff like that. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not something that is helpful and it's, it's not something that's beneficial. And ultimately, the more divided that we are, we're still going to be in last place. The only way that we're ever going to achieve anything is through unity and working together and collaboration. Yeah. And we see that in Atlanta too. No, we see it in Atlanta yeah. all the time. Like yeah. I said, it's like, we, we literally like are in Atlanta all the time. Yeah. But it's just, it, I just don't understand where that's coming from because when we in Atlanta, we never get that sentiment. It's always love and we add yeah. value. Of course, always. nobody wants somebody to go there and, and take away from it. But yeah. if you're going somewhere and you're adding value, why would you not want somebody to come and add value to a place? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, Atlanta, man, Atlanta's nothing but love, man. I'm from up north, man. I get nothing but love when I get down to Atlanta. People always yeah. trying to help me out, introduce me to somebody. I want to send a shout out to my man. Um, somebody, if you haven't had him on the show, you should. John Hope Bryant from Operation Hope. Yeah, uh, we had a Zoom Real. call with him. It was probably one of the most inspirational 25 to 30 minutes we've had yes. in a long what? time. What? All light bulb emoji, man. All light bulb emoji. <laughs> <laughs> no amazing joke. Dude. I'm like kidding with you. Yeah, that's a good. Amazing. That's my brother, man. Like seriously, I, I call him, man. Like everybody else, man. I get frustrated with this or frustrated with that. I give him a call, man. It's like let me bounce this off you. Let me run a couple of ideas by you. Just a great brother, man. Yeah, and so, the last point I do want to make real quick. Uh, if you don't mind, I just want you guys when you are moving to these different cities and you're learning these different skills, making sure that you get equity or royalties in perpetuity. Because if not, it would be the similar thing as like you being a construction worker and building a house, but not getting equity in that block. Um, and also a lot of you that are friends and families, you need to start making small venture capital firms together or small family offices together and to buy property. Because I, I, even in Atlanta, as black as it is, go look at the data of ownership that is in Atlanta. It is dramatically different from, from 2007, 2008. 
So a lot of areas that were traditionally hood or demons the ghetto, some Whole Foods and Starbucks popping up over there. And people yeah, are getting pushed out of the real. West Side. Yeah, so yeah. please, as you're going in to build, I want y'all to have fun and, a, and have a blast, but make sure you're actually building. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw it happen. We, we went there uh, one year and we came back the next year and we saw a Microsoft building at Atlantic Station. I'm like, where did this just come from? <laughs> they, ain't, they ain't tell Microsoft they was full. Yeah. <laughs> right. Nah, they're not telling Microsoft they're going to be in Salesforce. Yo, Ian, real quick, back to your question, man. Um, the other the other thing I would say, buy yourself some property, man. Like buy yourself a house. You know what I mean? Like I, no houses don't always appreciate. It's not always the safest investment. We saw the financial crisis where people lost money on their house, but it's one of those investments where it might lose value, but you can live in it. You know what I mean? You and your family can live there. Um, so I'm, I'm not somebody who advocates housing over everything else, but it is an asset that has many purposes. You can build equity in it. You can take the equity out. Um, you don't want to live there anymore. You decide you want to move up or you want to move somewhere else. You can rent it out. Um, I just think it's a really versatile asset. You know what I mean? So Frank, this is the part of the show where we go to question and answers. Um, I know you've been on for a while. So also you, good. You, want to, you want to stay on with us? And rock yeah, out for man, a I'm, I'm on TV every day. Man. So, uh, right. still, and, and I'm not even kidding, man. Y'all think I'm kidding. I'm not blowing smoke. I'm a fan. Like, no, I, I love what y'all are doing. Appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Likewise. Yeah, we're gonna we'll get to the hip hop debate at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Philly, man. So like, start there. You know. Yeah, I right, got you. Yes. Um, Jan's Jan got a plan. What's up? What's going on? Hey guys. Look, look at look hey, at this. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Got the hearts in the background. Wow. <laughs> All love. All Spreading love. Love. Spreading the Spreading love. Spreading the love. How's everybody love doing? Hi, Frank. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. Hi, Ian. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, so let's get into questions or you guys want me to give an update? I don't know. Hi, earners. Yeah, yes, get, yeah, give me, give me what's up, what's going on? Well, I really don't have that much, but I will say today we had midday market updates with Lawrence and we talked about option strategies. Uh, one was pre-market highs and lows. And if you get a breakthrough of one of those, maybe a call or put, you know, going that way. So I really like that. Little tip, drop some fire in the chat for the earners if you thought that was really helpful this morning. Um, and then we were preparing the earners for our paper trading challenge that starts in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And although today's uh, Valentine's Day, I also say Martin Luther King Day, Valentine's Day is also <laughs> Black History Month. And we started a new book called Powernomics by Claude Anderson. So oh, yes. we're really excited about that too. Shout out to the book yeah, club. Yeah, yeah, That's actually perfect. We got to talk offline about that. That's actually, I didn't know, I didn't know you was reading that book, but that's, that's actually. Yes, that's our, our new book for the, for yeah. the month. So shout out to the earners. That's perfect. Now I'm going to go to Arthur Andrews. He's the president of our political science club. <laughs> and he told me he had to ask a question today. So we're going to go to him first. Shout out to Oh, Arthur. yeah, yeah. He gets, he gets called Blanche over here. Yes. <laughs> peace, peace. What's good, fellas? My brother. What's, How are you? What's up, man? How you doing? How we doing? Hey, fellas, I'm gonna see y'all in London, man. I, I, Ian, I promise not to attack you, man. Just give me a dab. I'll leave you alone, brother. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you, you my guy. I love you, dealer. We can talk forever. Uh, Frank, man, I appreciate having you on here. You know, appreciate the report and you uh, exposing everybody to what's going on in, in our community. Um, one of the questions that I wanted to ask, and, you know, the earners are very familiar about this because this is something that I, I harp on a lot. Is that that spending that spending um, stat isn't something that's new. You know, it's it's something that we've seen. If you go back to 2000, we had our spending was very high and we were still very low in terms of our assets, so on and so forth. 
I think what's part of the issue is the way that it's framed uh, to our people um, is, is often misleading. And so in a sense, it's, it's framed as though we're irresponsible with our spending, right? And mass, right? And so, however, when you look at how we actually spend our money, we actually spend our money very similar to everyone else. Um, I always say the top five things that we spend our money on are housing, which is at 37%, transportation, 16%, food, 16%, savings and investments at 10%, and then healthcare at 5%. So literally 85% of our spending goes to what I call essential living needs. That we get a check, we have to pay for where we live, we live, we gotta pay to get to work, we have to feed ourselves, we save our money, and then we you know, take care of ourselves. We go to the doctor if and when we can. The difference uh, that I find isn't necessarily that we're spending irresponsibly. It's not, it's that the, uh, our asset class, our upper black, black asset class, we don't own any of those things that provide our essential needs. So our black upper class doesn't own the masses of affordable housing. We don't own any car companies. We don't own any grocery stores. You know, we don't own any major healthcare companies and we don't own any major financial uh, investment institutions. So as a result, when we spend our money, we're forced to spend our money with other people because you, you see what I'm saying? And now at I the do. same time, at the same time, and I'm not here to knock anybody, kudos to uh, the success of, 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 those, of, of those of us who are able to make it to the upper class. However, Rather than trying to buy football teams, I would rather see us start a car company. Rather than us try to buy an NBA team, I would rather us see us buy a, a start a grocery chain because those are the things that then we could go in and support because those are where we're spending the majority of our money. Right. So when we spend our money and it leaves our community and in, in, in so as they say in six hours, it's not because we don't want to spend it with black people. It's literally, there's no one there black for us to spend it with. And that's not the fault of a lower class citizen. That's not the fault of the middle class citizen. That's the fault of the upper class that have to channel their money and buy those assets that really matter as opposed to buying a football team and then say, support black because I got a football team. And then we're gonna do that because our next thing that we spend our money on is entertainment. However, when we spend money on entertainment, we spend it on black people. We support black people yeah. when the opportunity is there. And so I think that part of the issue that we're having is the way it's framed is that if it's put out there and you're a low income or you're a middle-class person, you could feel like, wow, what am I doing wrong? But you're looking around you're like, man, I just paid my rent. You know, I wanna get a loan, but there's the black, the, 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 the white bank won't give me a loan, but there's no black guys who are willing to give me a loan. And, and in addition to that, the black people are reluctant to even rent me a house. The black guys who get houses, they're reluctant to accept my section eight. They're reluctant to accept the single family mom because they think, you know, they look down upon them like the welfare clean, just like everyone else does. And so I would say to you, or my question is to you, how can we convince or how can we change that narrative? Because in your segment, you know, we have Rob Johnson and kudos to him because Rob Johnson is a major affordable housing owner, um, as mm -hmm. well as with uh, yeah. Brian Hope, so on and so forth. But there are others out there that you know, it's, they, they're in the position to do those things. And it's always say, hey, man, I wish you guys would go buy more stocks. I wish you guys would go buy a house. And it's like, you're in the position to provide that infrastructure. Much like 
uh, other communities, whether they were whether they did it by force through redlining, so on and so forth. But that was their upper class forcing the situation for their middle class to be able to participate. The upper white class instituted the redlining so that the lower white class would be able to participate and become middle class. And I think that if we want to have these changes, if we continue to simply harp to our middle and lower class that you need to change your behavior, what we're going to ultimately do is you're going to drive very risky behavior from our middle and lower class uh, citizens because now they're going to say, well, I'm doing the responsible thing. <clears throat> However, you're telling me the responsible thing isn't working. And so now I'm going to go and I'm just going to throw all of my money in a meme stock because that's what the rich guys do. They invest. Yeah, can I ask a follow-up question for you? And you're my brother, so I love that we get to have this dialogue and people don't think we're debating the same with, with me and Matt. Oh, when, no, yes. You know, I love you. you you're my of guy. course, brother. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ian, before, before you respond, Ian, because people are like, this is King Arthur. Yeah, when we talk about God. day one yeah, that's EYL, that's who he is, right? Yeah. So you can put a crown in the chat. This is yeah. King Arthur. There ain't no guidelines when it comes yeah. to this. This is our brother. When yeah, we yeah, talk yeah, about he, anywhere he, we he go, all these are all our conversations too. He's the first yeah, person yeah. to show up. He's the first person yeah. to give guidance. Extremely intelligent. So, extremely intelligent. If you don't know, do the, the, do the, the, do the to, research. He used to work on Wall Street. He used to be a risk analysis. What'd you do on Wall Street, Arthur? No, I worked at uh, Mark, Mark, for um, Market Makers. Market Maker. He was they, a market maker. The, on Wall the largest market maker. The, the, when, when ETS first started, it was LeBrant Structured Products. We are on the American Stock Exchange. We are the largest market maker for ETFs. Yeah. yeah. But Ian, Ian, what were you gonna say? Go ahead, Ian. Um, and I understand that point. And but when I'm just be honest. Yeah. Let's do a poll. Put yes in chat if you guys that are watching tonight, blank bank black. I've had bank owners cry to me. Why the hell do they support Dogecoin? And even black people have been convinced to buy apes from Board Ape Yacht Club, which is a racist artistic structure but then won't bank black most of the entertainers that we support they're not black owned even the ones that say they're black owned we get a chance to sit in some of these meetings they're not black owned so what is the solution because even with that i don't want to pit the upper class versus lower but if we are connectively and this is my thing why i'm like hey let's just start with indexes because if we can do that then we can go and i'm gonna be real most people don't buy Y'all buy Gucci more than y'all do EYL merch. Why? Wow. I don't get that. that is, that's, that's weird because <laughs> you, <laughs> people, people yeah, actually people vote. Actually so like I get to the point and a perspective and yeah. these, this data comes out and people are upset and we're mad for that moment, right? Kind of like when your girl go off on you, like you didn't buy me the flowers that see what, see what Troy did. He got off the plane and took his wife right to dinner. You should do that, right? <laughs> you get mad for a day, make a change. <laughs> I'm a classic man, come on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but what do you do with your dollars? I'm going to be real. Most people are not investing half of their money into the market or into the asset. And I think we have the power to do so. You you know what, though? But I think... Oh, my, my bad, my bad, Ian. My bad, Ian. Yeah, yeah. I think we have the power to do so. But we want the feeling of being okay or free versus the work that it actually takes to then be free. And I'm one of the person who came from the bottom, bottom, like, and it took me years to get to where I am now. It took me 14, 15 years to get to be able to sit at this peak and give this shit easily away. Most people don't want to suck. They're seeing us out in LA and think we're partying. I am exhausted. It's all meetings. So what is the actual solutions um, outside of 
even having this bourgeois class versus lower, because I don't even like that. That's not yeah, the real I, answer, I but the truth is we're not investing enough, we're not building enough business. Well, Arthur, Arthur, let me let me let me chime in real quick because I think um what the question to Frank was like, how can it be framed in the in the mainstream media a little differently? And it is a valid he actually right. made he actually made a lot of valid points. You made a lot Absolutely. of valid points because even from me being being a financial advisor. And once again, going back to my, my career as a financial advisor and all of the clients that I worked with, the clients that, you know, were just, you know, they didn't really have millions of dollars or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, they might not even have had a couple of hundred dollars a month, but they wanted to do something. And the common denominator was that, yeah, they just wasn't making enough money. That's the conversation that we need to have as well. It's because you're, you're right. Um, you know, a lot of people rent. And the rents, a lot of times are more expensive than a mortgage. Um, and then, you know, we have inflation, right? And it's like, I don't think the vast majority of black people are foolishly wasting the vast majority of their money because they don't really even have an option. They're literally living, like if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you might be making some foolish decisions, but you're right. Most of the money is going to your bare necessities. necessities um, and you just don't have enough money left over at the end of the month. And then your income is not increasing enough to really keep up. And you're just making less money as well. Hold on, Ian. Um, so that's, that's, and that goes back to skilled, being a highly skilled worker, being an entrepreneur, different things. So it's a, it's a multifaceted conversation, but it is something that is, you do bring up a well, a good point. Absolutely. The data might be true, but it can possibly be reported a little differently to to really highlight okay how do we get people to make more money absolutely i mean yeah. Art, king Arthur. i don't want yes. disrespect man i want to get correct <laughs> titles you know what i mean uh, king arthur one second two things to it number one it's a tv story um you know it, it can't get all the way down to the fine print on tv Some no 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 I, no I understand that yeah. yeah but no but it's, it's a fair question um one thing i, I think you want to consider is then why have the why has the Latino community been able to to build more wealth than us? Because they face a lot of the same hurdles. So some of it does come down to decisions. And you know, and I, again, don't know you that well, man. I grew up poor. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it costs money to be poor, and people always forget that. And just like compounding, you put a little bit of money in, it grows. One finance, one bad financial decision snowballs. You make one decision yeah. with a credit card, your credit's bad. Now you got to pay more for everything. You know what I mean? So some of it is decision-making, but is the, is the probably the biggest single factor systemic, um, you know, racism, systemic issues. Absolutely. There's going to be a story you're going to hear next month about the gender pay gap. Um, you're going to hear that it takes um, into 2022, into March of 2022 for the average woman to make what a man makes in 2021. One number that, a couple numbers that don't really get talked about is that's the average for a black woman. It takes until August. That's the systemic issue. Hey, Ernest, did you know that the black community has $2.7 trillion of spending power? Are you ready to see what you can do when you combine and recirculate our resources to expand the pool of black excellence? I know I'm ready. And that's why we've partnered with Greenwood, the in-demand black-owned digital banking platform. 
Greenwood's namesake was founded in 1906, built from the brilliance of black dreamers looking to create a self-sufficient community in the Greenwood district of Tulsa, Oklahoma, AKA Black Wall Street. Today, Greenwood is a digital banking platform with the mission to strengthen the black dollar using the same community reinvestment strategies of the original Greenwood district. And it's powered by a best-in-class mobile app that allows you to bank from anywhere. So earners, if you're ready to build a new legacy of black economic achievement, go to bankgreenwood.com slash EYL and sign up to be a part of the new Greenwood community. That's bankgreenwood.com slash EYL. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. No, true indeed. True indeed. Um, one, one of the things, uh, uh, to your point about the Latino community, one of the differences between the Latino community and the black community is that Many of many much of the growth in the Latino community comes from the fact that they have a base from back home, so they can come here much like with the Asians. When they yeah. when they come to the community, they don't have to go to a bank to get a loan. They can go to the their Asian community and literally get a loan from their Asian community. That's how Chinatown in New York grew and took over little little Italy. It wasn't that the Chinese were coming in and they, they were getting loans from Bank of America. They were coming in and because they have a base back home in China, that base provides a lot of the loans and things. Black Americans don't have that. With the exception Basically, of if yeah. you look at the difference, if you look at the difference between black Americans here versus um Africans, uh Africans that come here, they tend to generate a little bit more wealth as well because they tend to have a base. Caribbean uh, Caribbean families, when they move here, they also tend to have a base. It's not as significant as white families and Asian families, but they have a base that's stronger than the typical black family to be able to get loans from, so on and so forth. So that, I believe, is, is part of the reason why you see the difference between us and why those other communities are able to uh, uh, advance. And just to make the point, I, I, uh, Ian, I don't think it's about uh, picking on the uh, the, up, the uh, upper black class because it's not just their responsibility. It's just something about, like we always say, it's a collaboration over competition, right? Absolutely. And so, but but I, I think that I, I think that um, our upper class is just as miseducated as the lower class as well. And so, if the upper class feels that the lower class is making bad decisions because they just keep hearing that they're going to treat them that way. And then they won't make the decision that they can make to be able to go on and be able to, and, 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 and be able to help them because they think in their mind, they think that the lower class is just making bad decisions because sometimes there is a disconnect, even within our own community. And just one thing I want to let me, let me, let me just, let me just, you making a, we gotta, we gotta get him a podcast. That's what I said, you, man. Yeah, we should've did that last year. King, <laughs> yeah, listen, King Arthur's Court, yes. we already got the name. Uh, I, yeah, I was advocating for that <laughs> no, before yes, the election. Sign, deal, we gotta get this deal done. You make up, but that's a, that's a, you make a lot of valid points. Right, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. You, you, you raise your hand, yeah, that's yes. What, yeah, that, two points, basics. I want you guys to Google who came up with the advertising and marketing campaign for there to be essential spending and sales in the 1930s. Go talk to great grandma. <laughs> there are no such things as essential or basics. Same way for those of you who love uh, bacon eggs, for those of you who don't know, I was an advertiser in the marketing prior to this, Edward Bernays, which is a relative of Sigma Freud, created that structure. Go look and see who made it like that for you to not work together, not collaborate, and then go spend your money. Because even the essentials and the basics that you buy, there is a for-profit publicly traded corporation that benefits off of that brainwashing. Secondly, we are the only community that elects our entertainers and athletes to be the top tier to make decisions from us and they're brainwashed by their ownership. 
So we have a trickle down effect. So as you guys begin to champion other people and more intellectuals, you can see a shift who would then educate our community and in 10 to 50, 15 years, we can't. As a person that was broke as hell, like I would go to the mall, lose my debit card, and I'd be like, boy, if they buy something on there, they practicing, nothing's on there, right? <laughs> go ahead, Don't even, I'm not even gonna call it in, right? Um, we have to have one collective thing, just like how we support little Baby and QC, shout out them, right? How we support, we have to get behind one movement of investing in one asset class and then move. That's why I say it's not real estate or stocks, it's both. both. But if we keep fighting about why, and systemic racism is the issue, we get that. That's the umbrella that covers everything, right? But what is the one action that we are going to take tonight to then say, I'm going to work my ass off, and then now I'm going to have my friends and family, and you guys see us do it every week. This is why I give away this information for free. When every hedge fund on earth that I talk to is like, why do you still do the show? Because I'm black. Yeah, but that's what you know, I, I, don't, I don't even want to discount the one action that people haven't taken. I think they have taken action by being here tonight. I think you, that's true. you got 76 to 8,000 people, 13,000 people tuning on a Monday when they could be doing anything else. When you got that's true. Valentine's on Valentine's Day, what Valentine's they do, Day. right? Why, why, you, why you sipping that Don P? Sorry, <laughs> Ace of Spade. <laughs> why you sipping that Ace of Spade? You're watching this. So the first part is that we're educating ourselves and we are coming together, right? Like we're together right now. Yeah. This, we're having a conversation, the King Arthur's part of this conversation, but every Monday that people are here. Well, this is, so this is the first this step. Is, and I like this conversation because it's, it's, it's more intellectual than just saying, oh, that's not true, they're, they're lying. He's right. actually bringing up valid points. 100%. And he's actually backing up information and it actually makes yeah. sense what he's it's saying. It's on both sides. And yep. another thing that he said that makes sense is there is a disconnect between the upper echelon, a lot of the upper echelon, wealthy Ooh, black people and, and the vast majority of the, and this is why EYL has ex, really excelled to the level that it has excelled because we created a ladder for having high level conversations for the vast majority on the Public. people. Mm -hmm. And that is something that there is even to this day, we won't name any names, but we'll talk to, you know, people that are worth hundreds of millions of dollars and they're black and they don't, they have a different level of the way that they, you know, uh, understanding a different understanding. There we go. A different understanding. So that's a real problem. It is. But the problem, I think that the reason why I think that that is, is because they're so disconnected. It's like little Wayne saying that there's no racism. I don't think that the reason why he said that there's no racism is because he's been a star since he was 11 years old. Mm -hmm. He's not really black. He's little Wayne. It's like OJ. They said OJ wasn't black. Oh, he's OJ. He got the guy got ten, he got like thirty tattoos on his face. Like anywhere he goes in the world, everything stops for Little Wayne. So he's like, the way I'm getting treated is royalty. I can't if I'm getting treated like this and I'm black. How can there be racism? Yeah, and I mean those comments he's basing off of the people who he sees in front of him, the people who come support him. He's, that's he's, he's, that's his world. It's a, it's a disconnect. That's his world. I mean that's the so, way. Also, when you're when you're a half a million, half a billion up and you know, and you're around it's every single yeah. person doesn't look anything like you, then you can start to have a certain disconnect and disdain. You can, you, that's a real conversation. Yeah. You can have, you can have a certain level of disdain for your own people because you're like, oh, you didn't work hard enough. Pull yourself up by your, the same rhetoric yeah. that's been run. Cause now you start to actually believe it yourself because you don't really look at yourself. Like that. You look at yourself like you're above the rest of these people. But, but that's why I said this, this is a financial revolution. But I'm just saying, right? it's still a beginning stage. It's still it. being said, but that's what I'm saying. This, it's we, still we, beginning. We, but, yeah, but, we live by that, right? There's more people that are like us 
that are sitting up here. And no disrespect to anybody that wears the suit, people, suits and ties and bow ties. People use the race car when it's convenient. Like True. you'll see, you'll see Clarence Thomas talking about being black when he was going through that case. He hasn't said anything about being black since. But back to the Wayne point, the other side of it too, Wayne is an asset to a music entity that still believes in the slave model. That's why. Oh, I, so it's the only industry where your intellectual property is called your masters and we openly are gonna take it from you because now you are a slave. At the time, Wayne could put, a, put out his own music. That had nothing to do with Birdman. Who releases music on behalf of Birdman? Let's go there. Universal? My favorite quote from Dick Gregory, who runs Universal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Godfather, mm -hmm. right? My favorite quote from Dick Gregory is, it's not the crabs in the barrel that causes the fight and it's the hot water that is poured on top of them. The reason I have an issue with some of these conversations Go look, these were planned in 1983. I gotta give her credit. And Charlemagne said it too on his podcast. See Dolores Tucker and all them back in the day, they were really right about how to use rap to misinform us. Once again, we're the only community where the music is our primary educational platform. That's a mistake, but who designs that? And now we get a chance to sit into the meetings and see some of the planning. It's gonna get worse. It's Agreed. Get worse. So Agreed. Agreed. It's not getting I'm with caught you. up in a beef conversation same way like it's the other day it was 26 years since all eyes on me was released damn we're getting old right but these conversations were created in the same way that east coast west coast narrative got pushed by vibe and all them these talking points that got brought up because look they were not there prior to 1958 go look there's a person that studied advertising since the 1400s this shit was planted in our community even I agree we with argue you. about but there's a there's a few dudes every generation that wasn't supposed to make it out and decode the matrix. Sure. And when they get to speaking, it's like a spoken language, right? And so that's our role. Like, like we say, everybody yeah. got a role. We're gonna do this, but the people that are listening right now, the people that are watching, people tune in, they got a role in it too, right? They gotta spread the message, they gotta feed what they've learned to the next person. And that's why I said it's more Absolutely. of a it's more of a revolution, right? Because there's more people that's gonna be like us that can relate to us. And so when they see us ascend, they not only are they watching us ascend, they're ascending with us rather than saying, look how far he can go or look how far she can go. I wish I could do that now. We all rising together. You see what I'm saying? So I agree with you, Ian. That's a great point. Yeah. All right. Let's get one more question in. Arthur, that was excellent. Thank King you. King Arthur's court, y'all. Well Thank you for Wait, really quick. For, for, are you let King Arthur go? Go ahead. King Arthur, you still there? One quick point. Um, great, great points about grocery stores and auto companies, but a grocery store is a really thin margin business, like a four or 5% margin is amazing for a grocery store. That means it's easy to fail. It's a really hard business to succeed. You got to keep putting toilet paper on the shelf. It costs money to get to truck it in. It costs money for the person to put it on there. I mean, it's just, it's a very intense, hard to make money business. And then uh, the auto business is on the other side. You know what I mean? Like it's a big CapEx capital expenditure business. You got to create a factory to create a car you got to do research and development for a few years. So those two things are just on the opposite end, but, but two very difficult businesses. Like, um, and I'm just throwing out an idea. I'm, you know, I don't own any businesses. I'm full disclosure. I don't own a business. I don't own like a plant to do this, but a lotion company would be a, just a natural fit. It's a very low end entry to, to get into the business. Who doesn't use lotion? And if we all made, a, or y'all came up with a lotion and told all your followers to use it, what would be the difference between this lotion and the other lotion? All lotion does the same stuff. Shea, Shea so I understand what you're saying. That's like Shea Moisturizer. Um, not um, what's it? Carol's daughter. Carol's daughter. Yeah, no, Carol's daughter. But they yeah. sold. They sold their company. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, and the, the 
and 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 I, and I definitely I definitely agree with you. The, the 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 contention I would make with that is that when it comes to personal care, we while they talk about the when they so when they talk about how much we spend on those things, personal care, clothing, and, and those times they'll just they'll state the raw number, like the dollar number. However, we spend less than three percent of our spending on those things. So even if we spent every single dollar that we did on personal care and on clothing, that would be 3% of our total spending that we, we, we would be able to capture. I think to my, to our point, I think the, the, to your point, obviously uh, transportation is very difficult because the CapEx is, is, is very high. Food is very difficult because it's a thin margin. However, what we're talking about is a very difficult situation and we're gonna have to take a major risk if we want that major change. And, right. and the only people who are in the position to take that major risk, even though I don't wanna, like I said, it's not about picking, they're the ones who are most in the position to be able to take that major risk are those with the most money. You know what I mean? And so the easiest spot I think is real estate. That's the easiest and obvious place to be able to do it, um, uh, uh, to be able to capture our money. And also that's where we still spend the most of our money. You know what I mean? And in addition to that, the US government, gives the black community $10 billion every year in housing vouchers, 10 billion. And the overwhelming majority of that goes to black women. You know what I mean? And however, I think maybe less than 2 billion of that gets captured back into our community in large part because those of us who do own the housing that can rent are reluctant to, to, to rent to their aunts and cousins. I give a very obvious answer that most people don't think about. Um, I talk about tech all the time. Building a tech company does not cost as much as you think to get an MVP. I'll say that I want to go into much deeper detail, but I want to get another question in. But I will say, for those of you that are promoting brands and go look to see what a, a scalable MVP costs if you get it built. Let's just say in Australia, it does not cost as much as you think. I'll say that. But we have to have the courage to stop going for low-hanging businesses and low-hanging fruit and go for the businesses that, that really matter if and, you want to be free. And when you when you don't know what to when you don't know what to do, you do what you know. And that's one of the things with, with businesses. Like, you know, we we know how to do a barbershop. We know how to do a restaurant. We know how to do that. And that's something that we've seen. We don't really, we haven't really seen too many high-level tech companies that have taken off. So that's why exposure, that's why we're EYL this year, we're highlighting tech companies so we can actually give that, you know, ADA information, but also the exposure. We just got to see us. Because you're right. Yeah. But, you know, part of that is the exposure. The other part of it is information. The other part of it is relationships. The other part of it is capital. So, you know, I guess part is execution because people execute the capital. Be the, I'm, I'm, so I'm going to come back on a rant side real quick. Build faster. You guys know SoundCloud, Apple Music, Netflix, Hulu, OnlyFans, build, build. For those of you who don't have dates, enjoy. Keisha's not going to see you tonight at 1230. She's not. She's busy. <laughs> Go build some tech and quit talking. If you really want to be free, and for those of you in Atlanta, the part I love Atlanta, especially those of you from, from, from there, shout out Dom, is a warrior spirit, L.A., Bay Area warrior spirit, quit talking about it. We're the only group of, of people on earth that talk about our community problems on open platforms. The answer is to go build. I didn't like the commentary that I saw in the market 
So I approached it. These are the ones to invest in. These are trash. So it's very clear. These are the parts. If it don't work, I'll give you my money. If I made you money, please put yes in chat. Nobody did that prior to me, excluding nobody. Go yeah. build. Yeah, you got, you have to build. And I think that that's, I mean, if you look at EYL, right, we built the media company. So, but we also have to have a certain level of, of understanding, compassion, and we have to, um, you know, we have to have a certain level of empathy too, because people A, have been beaten down for a long period of time mentally, and people don't have confidence. So part of having the part of one of the major parts of education is that it gives you confidence. You're not really confident if you're not fully educated. So this is why we created a platform to actually educate people so they could become more confident. And then mm -hmm. with that confidence, then they can execute. In the words of, <laughs> in the, in the, hey Frank, you go learning, hey Frank, Frank. In the, in the words of the great Benny Siegel, yeah, stay yeah, low and keep yeah, firing. Yeah, what's your, what's your, what's your reply? So you have your hand. Oh, wait, wait, stay low, had, keep firing. Oh, oh, I thought he was like catching the word. No, he's, 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 I thought, I thought, I thought he was and catching the, the drums said, right there. I thought you was catching the. Got a question the, for you, right? <laughs> Last one. If we're playing against Rock Nation, and we got a Red Panda EYL hoop team and you pass me the ball and there's three seconds left and I let the clock run out. Are you gonna have compassion that I lost us the championship? You're gonna make the face, right? <laughs> so if we're in dire straits and we're down to our last three seconds, there's no room for compassion. That was room for compassion with Jesse there, Martin them. There's no fucking room for compassion now. We're, we're damn near on death's doorstep. Quit playing. They can be the nice guys. But when you walk into these rooms, shout out promise. I was. Go, go look who promised it. Does he building what, yay, that he's going to launch is going to destroy the financial industry. Brother like us. I say, hey, what you do to build it? I paid for it and built it myself. I worked on it for six years. What advice you got for people who really want to build? He said, people that really want to build don't need no advice. It sounds cute. That sounds cute in them comments. Oh, man, we need to be soft on each other. There is no room. If you have kids... Fellas, you have a woman, look at your woman and ask her right now. Do I got enough money for you to never leave me? It ain't about the money, but ask. Heart. That's why they like them rants. Because they know I'm doing what I'm talking about. There's no room for compassion. No room. Uh, yeah, man, I got I to gotta firmly disagree, man. Listen, I'm uh, uh, Yeah, I got I to gotta firmly disagree. Content, Mike, brother. cut this up. Respectfully. Cut this up. Bring, 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 bring Arthur back, too. Bring you, man. Bring, I'm going to stop you something my dad told you, Raise man. your hand, bro. Nah, nah, nah. nah. Go oh, I got to raise my hand. My bad. Hold on. Yeah, right, man, right, nah, I'm, right. I'm just going to go ahead. This is good. Cook Real quick, Ian, man. A man makes money. Money can never make a man. That's not I agree, but we need capital in order to help build each other. My main thing is, if you know 10 people that need help, we shouldn't go to a bank. They should come here. That's why every week I'm like, hey, even people like, hey, I need help on my pitch deck. If the product is good and we have enough money, we should be able to fund our own things. Yeah, but I, I mean, that, that's could, would, should. There's a lot of reasons why some of that's not happening. Some of it is our fault. Some of it's systemic. Some of it's just America, man. Like everybody can't be rich. Capitalism creates inequality, period. We enjoy the fruits of capitalism. Like, I got a great phone right here, man. This is capitalism. I can watch movies on it. I can text y'all. My, my computer crapped out. I hit y'all with a text in two seconds. Y'all saw the message two nanoseconds later. That's capitalism, but some of that is also inequality. You got to understand that's part of it. Every time you buy a stock and it goes up 20%, somebody else sold it and they lost the opportunity to learn that 20%. Another stock went down 20%. It's the ebb and the flow effect. I think what you're saying is we're not playing on a, a level playing field. And why are we not playing a level, a level playing field? There's multiple reasons. Are the things that we can do to try to level it out a little bit? Absolutely. Um, yeah. My man, King Arthur, he was like, well, it's only 3% if we spend our money on personal care products, but it's 3% of 
$1.6 trillion. And if we own it, it's also a high margin business. Lotion has incredible market up, I would imagine. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm just going to imagine some, some juices, some water and some aloe in there. You know what I mean? So I can't imagine there's a lot of high input costs, but that would be a start. You got to start places. Like I got my lady's flowers behind me. I'm going to be honest. I did not buy them from a black. Yeah, well done. I wish I, I wish I would have. Yeah. I should have. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna keep it realer with you though. When my mom passed away, I did buy flowers from a black forest. I went to a black mortician because that's how that girl was. You know what I'm saying? She told me, we don't spend our money where we're not welcome. We don't spend our money where people don't appreciate it. You know what I mean? Period. And I, I really try to live my life that way. It can be hard to always go to black businesses just because that's just how life is. And we all have fast paced lives and there is no black cell phone company and there is no black ring light maker. I got a ring light right up here. But if you try, it makes a difference. It's small steps. I'll say this in closing, and with you being from Philly, I think as a powerful as we are as consumers, I want us to stop being fiends for other corporations and be investors. I think it's crazy that we help build the career of Beanie Siegel, Meek Mill, Ludacris, Tupac, Biggie, all of the chops to everybody at Def Jam. Don't change my meetings because of <laughs> Redman, LL Cool J, Lil Baby, The Baby, gonna and then the fans who help make these people get none of the money so i just want us to switch from being fiends for consumerism to investors i may not deliver it in the most polite way wait but, did you did you buy that nas nft were you one of those people mm -mm. i mean i don't know you get some of the royalties i don't know if you're an nft believer i am and and i am i'll say that Chadi, I caught it. Thank you. Thank and, you. And being from Philly, man, and being from Philly, speaking of, man, like on a real man, dude, I used to pray for times like this to rhymes like this. I had to grind uh, like right. that, shine hey. like this. You know what I mean? Like, lift that up. This, this took a minute. Right I'm, I'm with you. This didn't just happen overnight. I started out in Fairbanks, Alaska. So trust me, this did not start happen overnight. That's legend. That's, that, that's actually legend. Frank, this is actually a very, very uh, fun uh, conversation. Incredible. Man. It was dope to have so many different perspectives. Um, Arthur came in with an MVP performance. That was- uh, Oh yeah, absolutely. He's earned yeah, he, he, <laughs> <laughs> himself a market Monday. That's Lou Will right there, man. Yeah. He came off the bench firing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Vernon Maxwell. He thought he's back at GW. <laughs> Go watch all this highlights. Whatever he's busy with the left. 20 off the bench. Uh -huh. That was an amazing off the bench performance. But I'm not, I think it's important to have these, these level of conversations because it's like, you know, ultimately we may not, you know, uh, agree on everything. We may not have the same delivery, the same message, but we all want the same thing. We all, you know, are in it for the, the same purpose. And we all have different, different uh, roles to play. Like you're, you're in media as far as like relaying the information on CNBC as a news correspondent. We have, you know, the media company where we have like the podcast that we're delivering. Ian has, you know, uh, investment institution where he's helping people as far as learning about investing and stocks and things of that nature. And, you know, it's different, different people have different roles mm -hmm. to play, but we can only really achieve the level of success that we want if we all work together. So we all have to work together. I can't forget Janet. Janet is, is the head of EYL university and she is everything as far as anything that we need done and just a brilliant mind in the space of finance. And I'm sure she will be a legend in her own right in years to come is 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 a legend yes. yeah we gotta include our black women man we always gotta yeah. include our black very women. very important yeah. very important so you know it's, it's just collaboration and i feel like this episode was you know really about 
collaborate collaboration. It started yeah. off with, you know, talking about some discouraging news, but I think it ended up with, you know, really talking about some ideas and the different ways where we can actually improve yeah. the situation. Yeah. yeah. I, I think just a change in the conversation changes the narrative, changes the overall outlook. And that's what, I feel like that's what happened tonight. Right. Cause it was like, oh, these things are negative, but like, nah, if we look at it from this lens, we can see there's some positive here. There are some, some things that are actually happening right now that we got to give our credit, ourselves credit for. Yeah, there's a lot of work to do. And yeah, we can't waste any time. We said that over the past month or two, but you know, there's some positive things happening. Like everybody, like I said, everybody that's here tonight is part of that process. Frank, I want to, I want to add something to your bio, EYL contributor going forward. Oh man, throw me in, man. Yeah, me in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, done, man. Done, 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 done. I'm done. in the G League waiting for the call up at all times. <laughs> no, 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 you, 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 you all-star already. Yeah. Yo, real quick, man, but before I, before I go, I got to throw out some shout outs. Number one, I'm going to shout myself out. Like follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Frank yes. CNBC. What's your, what's your Instagram? What's your Instagram? Frank CNBC. It's easy. I'm easy to work at CNBC. No more complicated than that. Um, <laughs> Follow my man, Papa Oso215. He actually created the first all-female sports talk show on CBS Sports. Mm, that's um, fire. And, and he does a lot of diversity things um, for not only CBS, he puts a lot of information out there, grew up together. You know what I'm saying? We actually went to that private school I was telling you about together. One of the brightest people I know. He's my wartime consigliere. You know what I'm saying? And it's always wartime. So well, I got well, to hit him IG up again? and ask him for advice. And then on the CNBC side, my man, John Ford, tech expert. If you want to learn That's about amazing. tech, follow him. Brilliant mind when it comes to tech. You want to talk about your personal finance, another person y'all should have on, Sharon Epperson. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, um, I'll be trying. Very knowledgeable. And like, before I go, man, I got to shout out to the news, man. Always to the news. Yo. Shout out to the frats oh. out there. Yeah, shout out to the frats. Yes, yes. Um, Frank, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we definitely got to stay in contact. Whenever you want to come back on, just let us know. And um, thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, next time y'all at Lenny Kravitz's house, man. You know, like, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <so you> <laughs> yes, yes. Wait, Frank, I can't let you go without your Philly, your top five Philly. Where, where we going? What we got? My top five from Philly or my top five, period? Uh, let's top do five period. from Philly. But hopefully Beanie Siegel's in there, but go ahead. Oh, I mean, Beanie Siegel's definitely in there, man. The Broad Street Bully. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to post a picture later, me and Beanie back in the day taking a picture. Um, top five from Philly, Beanie Siegel, Meek Mill, Will Smith, don't even front, won the first rap Max. Grammy, listen to Brandon, man has a flow, he shot the, I think I can beat Mike Tyson video across the street from our apartment, <laughs> always got love for him, came out, shook everybody's hands, showed love to everybody, so don't even act like that. Yeah, we got him, we got him. to get crazy. Yeah, I know the stuff that happened with the table and whatnot, I don't give a damn about that table. <laughs> you know what I'm I don't care what they stand at that table. I ain't worried about that table. Um, my personal top five, so Meek, Beanie, Will Smith's in there. I'm a huge Petey Crack fan. Petey, oh! Oh, Petey, 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 I always respected you. I always respected you. But my- It's a different level, though. My appreciate, the fact that you said Petey Crack- that is hot. That's the most impressive thing that I think of tonight. tonight. Oh, yeah, man. And, and then it go ting. You know what I'm saying? Like from back in the Wait, day. Who's five? Who, who's five? Who's five? Who's the fifth? Gotta one? be Black Thought. I, Gotta be Black oh, yeah, absolutely. Black Thought. Man, I was, no you know what, man? I almost forgot about him, and I don't even know how. I don't even know. That's, that's on me. I don't even know how that even happened. You know what so I'm no saying? Because he's definitely not number five on that list. He's in the top two, and I don't Black think Thought, you can't Thought, yeah. With the best freestyle maybe all time. Black Thought. He's top two, and I don't think he's number two, man. Yeah, he's a lyricist. So Freeway didn't make Facts. the list. Freeway did yeah, not. Freeway, maybe Freeway's Freeway not on my top five list. I'm a huge Freeway fan. He's a great yeah. lyricist. 
everything else. But he's not in my personal top five. I, like, I respect my that. My top right. five favorite rappers, like, I, I got to be honest, like, some people that are probably in other people's top five are not in my personal top five. Like, Who's your personal? Let's run them all. Let's run them all. personal? I mean, Hope is the best of all time, period. Point blank. No discussion. Gotcha. If anybody says you? different, log off. No offense to you. <laughs> um, Hope is number one. Kanye's my number two, my personal number two. You know what I'm saying? I love okay. Kanye to this day. Black I, Future, man. I know we can, can get him back to where he needs to be. Shout out to Ye. Um, T.I. is my number three. I love Shout Tip. Out to tip. That's my brother. T.I. Uh, underrated. That's, yes. Shout out to Tip. That's my brother. Tip, man. Mike, clip that I mean, up for me. I'm going to need it. <laughs> I listen to Motivation in the Gym every day. Motivation. Like, these, these suckers. <laughs> I should have put that out. They suffer. Too. They just make me stronger. Yeah, make, make me tough. Tough. Wow. Yeah. 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 All right. We got every two time more. out. Um, number four, like, like I be having these arguments all the time. Probably for me personally, Ghost. I love Ghost. I still listen to Iron Man and Supreme Clientel. Ghost. Yo. We got that on the wall. Yo, Ghost on the wall. You are impressing me. The purple tape is like tape. I listen. I listen to Rainy Days the in the gym every. Frank, day. they thought y'all didn't know rap in the comments. You getting some fans. <laughs> I keep going. Great I, I, I got we got one more. Purple tape. I want to give us some thought, man, because it's on a record. Like, this don't ever go away. This is on the internet. <laughs> Somebody might run up on me about this later. Um, I mean, it's got to be Drake, probably. I got to be Drake, honest, man. You got it. That's a good top five. I respect Drake, Drake got too many bangers, man. And I know, and like, whether he writes them all or not, I don't know, man. I'm not here to decide that. He's an excellent <laughs> artist. Um, he can sing a little bit. He can rap a lot. I like a lot of his new music. He's a legend. So, I mean, it's got to be Drake. I was listening to um, Drake and the dude from over in Britain, Want to Know. Anybody ever heard that, John? I mean, like, that's one of my songs yeah. right there, Want to Know. Hey, yo, um, they go to Philly Slang just now. You ever heard that, John? Yeah, exactly, man. Like, you know what I mean? I know y'all all yeah. catching up on Abbott Elementary. Everybody trying to get on the John. Yo, like, if you're not watching Abbott Elementary, make sure you tune in Tuesdays at 9. Hilarious right. show. You know what I'm right. saying? So, like, you know, I'm like, there's other people out there my young boys put me on to, but um, <laughs> that, that's definitely my top five. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you feel it for real. Hey, yo, I love it. I love it. I love it. How you feel? He didn't have Nas, man. It's all good. He had a, he had, he had a Hollywood. He, he, he didn't have Big on it either. He had a Hollywood. No yeah, big. Big's not, Big's like not, not have enough material, man. He just didn't have enough material. Fair argument. That's a fair, fair argument. That's a fair yeah, argument. And I, I got to be honest, man. Tupac's not even in my top 10. We got, all right. Show over with. Mike, cut this off. I love Pac. Listen, I'm a diehard Tupac fan. I'm a dog. I love all the eyes on me. He Big has songs that I love, but just 10. not in my top ten. I mean, his personal, his personal. personal that's fair. His personal. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. It's, yours. it's what I listen to. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, like if I'm in the gym, if I'm if I'm listening to something, I'm in the car. I'm just not putting on. Pop. I'm just Muta, not. Call me. On, Frank is now in part. He he is in the top Ti probably take himself cast. off that top five and put Pac there. No, Ti has one classic album away, man. He just need to put out one more. Call Ti. His resume is a match. Get get Tip on the phone, That's my dog. Get Tip on the phone. We call him. That's my dog. We can't we can't disrespect it. Tip got three classic albums. We know that for sure. At least, at least, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Most underrated. Yeah, Shout out to Tip. He's a comedian now. Yes, he is. Oh yeah. Frank, I am highly impressed with your with your knowledge when it comes to rap music. The PD Crack thing was legendary because that's one of my favorite, most underrated lyrics. Even oh, now, I, I still follow him on Instagram. He just put like he's dope. Like PD Crack, Meek Mill, all those guys like they got a lot of his style. Meek Mill, you could tell got a lot of his style from PD Crack. Um, oh, stay prop, man. Stay. I still listen to Stay Prop album. Yo, Stay Prop album. Yo, Chris and Neve, that was one of my guys. Oskino and Sparks was cool, not as great as those two, but yo, that state property album was crazy, and the movie was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Dave. Was fire. 
And the mixtapes are even more fire. Like the mixtapes. The Hot ninety seven freestyle, legendary. Yeah, I knew every word. Jan, that might be a little before your time. But <laughs> all right, but yeah, that's my top five. Might not be. I love it. I love it. I love it. You got a good list like though. Cancel because Big wasn't on there. I do love Big, but just not enough material. No, nah, no, I can understand that. Two albums, even though that three. Has, well, so, yeah, well, double albums, double album. Born Again is like from a top from a Tupac fan. Big has the probably greatest rap album of all time. Life after death. Life after death. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no question. Classic. Classic. Yeah, it sound classic. new if you put it on. I played it last night. It sound new today. It still sound good. Classic, like it's my first good. LP. Yeah. Hey, yo, shout out to everybody that was at the Super oh, yeah. Bowl. Oh yeah, shout out to Super Bowl. We yeah, we got Dogs and Dr. Dre and 50, 50 Cent, Kendrick. Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige. I have a Mary album. I, I only oh, I didn't I, see that. You put four albums. I put four albums. So yeah, but I, I didn't That's put the Mary. I got the four one one, and I got um. A couple other married joints. It's just that these were produced by Dre. That's the only reason. So yeah, shout out to Mary. That was not one for young. And shout out to Jay Z for making that happen. A lot of people. Did you see, did you see the film? Like, did you see the the footage of him rapping still Dre as they performed? Oh, he wrote the whole song. That's what I'm saying. That yeah, was he crazy. wrote it. Yeah, he wrote it. But Steve Stout told the story of like how he introduced that situation, and Steve Stout standing next to Jay as Dre's performing at, at the Super Bowl. But that, you know, that speaks a lot to so, Jay's character. Like, you know, he's not parading that he made that happen. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, a lot of people don't even know that he made that happen. But that yeah. was. That was him. That they was him. Do anything. He wrote yeah, the entire song. Jay's phenomenal, man. Like, do we ever talk yeah. about like him helping me get out of jail, helping helping Wayne get out of debt, him donating money on every call? 20, 21 like, Savage kept him in the yeah, country. Yeah, there's a few thousand people he helped. Yeah, wow. Sir Savage the 21st, man. He got him out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Listen, yeah. we got we gotta get a boy Eminem credit for kneeling too. I'm gonna be real. That's a lot of artists that's black that want to kneel on that stage. He did it. Yeah, he definitely did it. I thought they wouldn't credit. They, they said the NFL and did it anyway. There's a power being free. Did they show him do that? Yeah, he definitely did. They showed it. Yes. Yeah. The only yes. thing that they they asked they asked him not to do. Dr. Dre said that they asked him not to say um, if Pyrus and Crips. Oh, they didn't let him say that part. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. And he was like, damn, he understood. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dre said that they didn't they didn't want them to say that. And, no, and no, it, no. Game. Understood. Okay. Yeah. It's understandable. It's understandable. Shout out to yeah, everyone. I know y'all trying to wrap up y'all show, man. I just want to say again for y'all wrap it up. Thank you again, man. I really appreciate it. I, you know, normally I get to do new stories. This was a great conversation. The original story y'all reposted, it started from a conversation with me and some of my friends like this. I was talking about our black people doing better. You know, what the, what's the metric for doing better, which made me do the research. And some of it was even sparked by uh, where we all were last year in um, Tulsa for the Black Wall Street anniversary. It was where I actually first met y'all. Y'all were doing yep, yeah, 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 yeah. You came, you yeah. came, you came to the to the to the um, live market Mondays. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. And yeah. like, well, y'all had Hill Harper. Y'all was definitely on. It was a great show. And kind of the seed for this report, this Black History Month, really started back then. Being in that area where there were all these black businesses at one point, there was a thriving black community. And I actually interviewed one of the few families that still owned a building in the area of Black Wall Street. They actually owned the newspaper. And that's where the seed of this idea came from. And like, you know, obviously we move on, I do other things, um, but I wanted to revisit it. And I was having a, a, a conversation with my good friend, again, Papa Oso 215, a lot of knowledge on there. Um, me and him were having a, a conversation about it. So I was like, I mean, I'm gonna look up the actual data and I'm gonna come back to you. And then we had that conversation when I looked it up and I was like, this would be a great story. Yeah, that's C certain, certainly caught everyone's attention. Yes. And, you know, it's one of these things. The last thing I'll say before we wrap is, you know, you got to you got to fully know the situation. I just hate when people just say, oh, that's not true. Da, 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 da. It's like just fully know what you're, what you're saying and fully know 
the, the right, person right. as well. Like it, it's not some people were saying like it's Frank's fault. It's not his fault. Like he's he's just relaying the information. And as you can see, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you can see, as you can see, he's a great guy. And um, you know, just get to know people before you before you make character judgments on people. That's something that we, we need to do more as a community as well. Um so wait, hold on, why was it my fault? No, no, because it was like the information. So they're like, it's not true, and he's you know. Oh. It's a whole thing. But, People um, who saying that don't read. I'll say it for them. <laughs> you guys are saying that you're not looking at any Pew data report. Like the information has been there historically. And my grandmother used to even tell me even in the Black and Unlimited is a celebration of being whatever we want to be. Black and Unlimited is being black and rock and roll and country singer. Black and outdoor adventurer and vegan. Black and cosplay fan and comic book lover and cowboy too. And for who we are and anything else we want to explore, there's Walmart. We can pick up a yoga mat to be black and zen. The ingredients we need to be black and vegan. Or a skateboard to be black and rad and fearless. Black and Unlimited is being black and a music connoisseur. When it's time to add to my vinyl collection, I can always count on Walmart to have the latest and greatest. Celebrate all you are. Celebrate being black and unlimited. Feel free and inspired to explore anything and everything that could bring you joy. 90s, like, I think black people were better off in the 1950s and 60s than they are in the 1990s. Ownership is going down. In, and if you really want to know, just call your friends and ask them, hey, what do you own of value? You'll be surprised. Even yeah, a lot of people there. that have a lot of money, most people are underinvested. Quiz, homework for the night. Yeah, let, let's read. If, if, if the wealth gap is 11 trillion and it's 40, Six million of us. How much money do we need to have to get back to break even? Great and related question. Calculus soundboard. Get your calculators out, ladies and gentlemen. E, uh, Troy, can you talk about Ally? Uh, let's we... talk about our, our good friends over at Ally. Man, we are doing something special this Thursday. That's right, this Thursday, uh, February seventeenth at seven p.m. We're gonna do a Ask Anything. All right, so we're teaming up with Ally to discuss uh, to help Black and diverse creators know their wealth. Uh, know their worth, own their work, and teach how to negotiate with brands in the creative economy. So we're also going to be talking about generational wealth in the Black community. So if you're a creator or an entrepreneur or just looking to learn more, join us again for the Ask Me Anything on our YouTube channel. That's right, EYL's YouTube page this Thursday, uh, February 17th at 7 p.m. Because for everything we do, we're all better with an ally. Good looking out to our ally family. This should be gone. Shout, good. Out, Shout out to Jack. I know Jack Howard's going to be hosting that. Yes. Uh, it's going to be dope. Very important episode tomorrow. Pierre Laveau, uh, seat at the table, Black-owned crowdfunding platform. We're talking about tech startup companies. Um, this is one of those situations. So look What's at the it. biggest took away, or maybe third biggest, so they can watch the, the biggest one. Yo, man, great, great show, by the way. Man, y'all thinking it old school. Y'all reading live commercials out here? <laughs> <laughs> like... Y'all might as well smoke a cigarette too and take a shot of some bourbon. Y'all just taking it back to the yo, city. Yo, man, we wait. We, we make the rules. You know what I'm saying? So, I like it, man. Yeah. I know he ain't up here cussing and fussing, man. I'm like, Dad, is that allowed over here? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've, been, we've been talking to him in production meetings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian, um, you know, he's he's Kanye West. You know, you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. Bring the most value. <laughs> you can act a little crazy. Number one hey, trending no, thing on Monday night. Cam, so you don't gotta send a truck. But even in that, and let me touch on that. I know some of you guys have been commenting on it. And some people are like, hey, certain traders are being turned off by it because we don't like, and it's not the appropriate representation of how black men should act in public. I hear you, right? 
But when I was really quiet with the glasses and the slides, we were at 2,500 views. So you pick. Shout out to Corey, shout out to chat. Add a little entertainment, throw a little spice and see what happened. <laughs> Yo, man, you can't drive Ian crazy, man. My man is close enough to walk. <laughs> Pineapple oh. Ian, leather jacket Ian. There's a lot, there's a few characters, man, but it's yeah. all love, man, because the, the information is Pineapple great. Ian. He's probably my favorite. Yeah. Pineapple Ian. Pineapple even. Yo, don't tell me that. Yo, when we ended that night, I was like, yo, this is just entertainment. It's like the pineapple. But the numbers, <laughs> the, the numbers hit what number though? It's an analytics game. So when yeah. you study and look and survey and say, hey. And our community needs a certain level of entertainment behind it to hear it. Mm -hmm. I would prefer to be quiet and low key and just give you what if you invest over five years. No, you would. No, that's not. True. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. It is. But he does have a we'll point. Go, man, look at Ebony Magazine and Jet. When John Johnson started him, he was like, "I'm gonna put some celebrities on the cover. I'm gonna have some information in the magazine." Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's that that glitter, that little shine pulls you in, and hopefully you can learn a little something when you get in there. So, I mean, he is not wrong. John Johnson, yeah. uh, if you ever read his autobiography, uh, hopefully people read it. I hope you do. Powerful. Um, but Please amazing that book. That's a great book. Amazing book about entrepreneurship, perseverance, building capital, building equity in this country, working in corporate America from the outside and building your own thing. Uh, John Johnson's uh, autobiography, I believe, is called uh, Overcoming Obstacles or something. It's, an it's only one of them. It's amazing. My final question, when Gary Vee goes on CNBC, does anybody say anything? Wait, what do you say? When Gary V goes on CNBC, does anybody say anything? What do you mean? Well, he doesn't curse. He doesn't curse on CNBC. He slipped up a couple times last year. Did he, he cursed? He cursed? They, they sat him down. Oh, they sat him down for a little bit. <laughs> well, then Mary got him right up the way. If they sat him down. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Can't curse on CNBC. No, that's not going to work, man. No, that's <laughs> not going to work. <laughs> 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 they ain't play that over there, man. Listen. No, no, I, not I, I the know. barbershop. That's Mary got him right shop. out of talent bookings real quick for a few months. And, and got it, yeah. Kudos to everybody. Yeah, that's like, that's like your Universal. grandma's house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Malcolm Mondays, it's like the late yeah. night of finance. Yeah, we do things. Yeah, it's like my uncle's house right here. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that is, that, yeah. Yeah. That, I like that. I like that. I like Seriously, that. Like, Y'all got that that's Unk, tough. Shannon, Sharp. Well, you got to come back next month, like man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him back next Malcolm month. Malcolm Mondays contributor, Frank Holland. I love it. I'm going to add it to the bio. He's gonna have about 6,500 new followers by the morning. So yes. Frank, man, it's been real. follow my guy Frank, Frank CNBC. That's it. real easy to remember. Frank CNBC on And Instagram. he's busy working. Please don't ask him for market analysis. It's telling you everything <laughs> he's reading. The brother has a gig. He got a bunch of roses. Let him spend time with a job well done too. You got a few. I see that. What, what, what we got, pink? We went pink? Lessons. Not a, you know what? I just did a story today. These are magenta. This is the hot rose color. Magenta. Like Y'all ain't got magenta. 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 What are we doing? Velvet rose. You ain't got no, that magenta. You don't have magenta. Oh, here's an idea. Hey, yo, fellas, y'all got about, y'all got an hour. You got an hour, 52 minutes left, man. If y'all uh, didn't send your message uh -huh. or, or something. Good luck, man. <laughs> Good luck. Black, black women, <laughs> make a gift and rose business monthly subscription for men to give gifts and thoughtful ideas to men every month. Charge $99 a month for it. Every man will sign up for it. Question, we'll it. hot take before we end this. If you are dating, casually dating, what is the Valentine's Day etiquette? I say text message. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, you, you, no, it. you got to FaceTime at least. 
Oh, casually dating. Ca- casually dating. Like, every FaceTime. now and then. No, nope. I mean, Rashad, do you have other You talking plans? about tonight? Like, just pick up the phone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about just in general, like, in, in I, life. That's like, if you, huh? that's middle school. Like, you're going to text Happy Valentine's Day? That's yeah. it? Yo. Yeah. Fellas, don't be tough, too man. cool. If you're going to have somebody thirsty, but what do you, pressure. What, what, what do you say? You could send like a box of He's not casually. I was a song. To five different people? Yeah, but all that money you got? I'm not saying me. It's not, <laughs> don't put no, no, no. Let's not. Don't. So don't, this is not Rashad. This is for Rashid. Don't, 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 don't do this. Is not. This no, has nothing but, but, to do but, with but me. If, nah, I mean, a box of a, a chocolates is nothing, man. That's you go to CVS and get that for like five dollars, bro. Not you. I, mean, I know you not. Not you. Just you. pick up the phone, bro. It's like you can't even pick up the phone. I, I wouldn't know, man. I got one balance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, like man, we want to send a text. Like, uh, is, is there at least an emoji in there? Like, it's just like Happy Valentine's Day. Now that's tricky. That if you put the, now, if yeah. you put the heart emoji after Happy Valentine's Day, that's tricky. No, that's not tricky. That's not tricky. You, you got to put, put twenty eyes? heart emojis. Not heart it's eyes. Heart. Heart. Oh, no, I was saying the heart eye emoji. No, know, just a heart. A heart. La- la- Red heart. Ladies, heart. tell them that that's the wrong move. And okay, the average woman, if you're single, how many text messages you get today? Fellas, I, I want y'all want to cry tonight. Great, y'all thought them black stats hurt you. Let, let's look at this. <laughs> the average woman getting twenty five texts. <laughs> the average, damn, but yeah, you got this out, man. There's a lot of women that have a man that got a bunch of texts tonight. The average, so, like, big on average, twenty five point seven, twenty five. Don't slip. Up, and then, up fifteen. That's up fifteen percent right, from let me, last let year. But real quick, man, an emoji is not a legally binding contract, man. Nah, nah, emoji. but it could give a message like, "Yo, we're like, I, I'm really liking where this is going. I love you." Like you know, no, no. I, I love you. How can emoji say I love you? Know you know the hard eye emoji. I thought I love you. Right. Yeah. Jan- Wait, hold on, hold on. Jan- Jan- hold on, hold on. Janet said, Janet, what you think? Hard eye emoji tonight? What? I said it's time for me to log off. <laughs> smart. She's the smartest out of everybody. Got like seventeen oh, of them today. Hey Troy, if y'all about to do a deal and somebody send you the bag emojis. Does that mean the deal's done? Nah, it's just the bag emoji. They mean they pump faking. <laughs> nah, that means the bag. Unless it's Maul. Shout out Maul. I know. I know that you bet. You know. You know, I, I would not text be. Happy Valentine's Day. Don't no, just don't say anything if that's all you're gonna do. FaceTime. Don't even do it. Don't know For those of you Happy who choose to be like feature, legend. That's legend. If you if you choose to deal with five women, you gotta get you gotta move around and be selective in the three that you're gonna take care of. Yo, if if you get a if so, what happens if you get one tomorrow though? Like if it, if like if you send it tomorrow. Now, what, how you gonna send it Valentine's Day the day after Valentine's you know Day? That that's disrespect. That's that, disrespect. They are blocking. Happy belated so, on on the fifteenth. <laughs> No, 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 no. Listen, if you send it tomorrow, listen, the side piece action happening like at 11 o'clock. <laughs> the side's not even letting you get to the 15th no more. You gotta, what, what, it's a time frame, right? Before 8 p.m.? 11 o'clock hour. Boy. <laughs> We're moving in on the 11 o'clock hour, ladies and gentlemen. So, so right, look at the time, boy. I got a visible, yeah. visible Apple like, Watch. Yeah, I got to bounce. <laughs> It's still no. Nah, you still got time if you in if you in Los Angeles. It's still seven twelve. So we got some time. Funny you mention it. It's ten twelve <laughs> in New York. If you ain't with your bay right now, no, it's crazy. I'm right out. Now. He, somebody get in trouble. I'm out of oh, here. Oh man. All right, All right yo, man. I appreciate Go y'all, man. I'm gonna end this show, man. Bro, I get in trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. we got we got to keep. Yeah, this is already. Drill. I had to be quiet for like the last ninety five seconds. I was just like, yo, nah, smart brother. Let me just sit tight for a minute. Maybe Ian will change subjects. No. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, seriously, man, I really appreciate y'all, man. So impressed by what y'all are doing, man. Y'all are definitely doing a great thing. You got people thinking about their investments, thinking about their livelihood. 
talking about it, discussing it with other people. It's just amazing. So seriously. And selection of the person that you're going to date or marry is the most important investment a man can make. Choose wisely. That's a fact. That's real, man. Salute. I know y'all saw the chain. I know y'all saw it. Hey. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Legacy chain. That's nice. Bling, bling. Appreciate that. Hey, man, appreciate y'all. Have a good night. Yo, man, love, love is love Peace. on this love, love day. We appreciate y'all. Have a good night, y'all. Later. Peace. Peace. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.